welcome back, everybody. I'm glad you guys are joining us today. The pub is open, so welcome back all to, all to the pubcasters out there. I'm glad that you guys are joining us for another edition of the Last American Pubcast. Of course, on Saturday night, we had a special earlier this week, and many of you guys joined us as we were doing our special election watch party. And we're going to talk a little bit about the fallout from the midterm elections and some of the races that are still going on, which we correctly predicted there would be races still going on when we went on air tonight. So we would have still been on air if we didn't cut it, uh, cut it out on Tuesday night. But uh, joining me as always tonight, we have Tom from America Floats. Hello. We got PJ from Conspiracy Pilled. How's it going? And we have Abby from Conspiracy Pilled as well. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Well, I can tell you one thing. I was absolutely wiped out from the stream <laughs> on Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did that six-hour stream on Tuesday night. Then last night, I did a three-hour stream over on uh, Radix channel. So I'm. Uh, it's, been, it's been a long week for me as well. For sure. Abby, how's your week been? I'm, I'm still trying to recover from COVID, taking it slow, working. It's my busy season at work, so... All right. And you know, Tom? federal agenting. <laughs> <laughs> Got all those ballots to harvest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a busy week here. Uh, we were live Tuesday, like you said, and then I had my show Thursday and then threw a little show together yesterday and then uh, we have tonight. So we'll see if I don't just go live tomorrow, too. All right. So, well, let's go ahead and get going. What's, you know, thoughts or reactions from obviously Tuesday night and many of us had called it. We would be talking about ongoing elections tonight as well. So let's go ahead and kind of get going into that. Let's open that up. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, go ahead, Abby. I've just felt a lot of dissonance between kind of the expectation going in and in the reality. I don't think that, that if I didn't have an expectation, if I hadn't listened, if I hadn't looked at any polls, if I didn't listen to anybody, I wouldn't feel exactly that, you know, I'd be decently happy with things like it, it it wasn't terrible but we i think we all got a little high maybe on our own like how confident we were and how awful our opponents were and how great we were i don't know i mean it has been especially bad two years though i mean i think that's yeah. the whole thing is we're looking not just at the polls we're looking at wow this is what people voted for we've seen the you know the economy usually drives votes so we've seen in just absolute out of control inflation. It's 1970s all over again with gas lines and the whole thing. So when you're looking at, you, you know, you walk outside your door and you see how people are living and you see that the, the money doesn't go very far and everybody's struggling and the jobs aren't coming back to places like Michigan. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, even if you don't look at the polls, you're just like, how can people continue to vote for this? And then yeah. you look at your opponents and you're like, oh, they have a brain dead ogre in Pennsylvania. How do people vote for this guy? That's a, that's a no brainer. Just like John Fetterman himself. So, it, it, like, again, even I think even outside of the polls and even outside of all of the predictions, I think a, re a regular person is just going to look at this and go, OK, we're not that stupid, are we, as a country? That That's the thing. I think a lot more people believe in um, something that rhymes with mod uh, now than than maybe before. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it, Tom? Um, I think that we all knew going into that, that we had a better candidate in most races. I would say we had better candidates and I think people still need to see the schmod for what it is. I think mm -hmm. people still need to see where they have it and where it's still not been fixed. You know, a lot of people thought they saw that in 2020 and there was some reasonable doubt. And I'll give the people that looked at it and thought 
there's evidence and anecdotal evidence and a, a stack of it even, but even affidavits and, and these court cases, I, I don't know. Now I think you can look at other races and go, okay, different year, different cycle, completely different candidate slate. Mm-hmm. These weird problems, hinky things happening in Arizona that are not happening in Florida, things that are happening in Nevada that didn't happen two years ago in Nevada, but now you'll see the races change. I think people need to see it even more cut and dried. I think people need to see it more less Trump and more, hey, these certain candidates who the Uniparty always props up and speaks for always win. And then these other people can't get a word in edgewise. Right. Yeah. No, I was, uh, you know, to Abby's point, you know, we still had a, you know, good night. It wasn't as the media worked really hard to downplay all the victories that we did see on election night a lot of victories we did see across the country i know you know we were disappointed on the number of house seats we should probably have uh, received because there's a lot of speculation and a lot of uh, uh cloudiness around the 34 uh, up for grab seats and districts that were in areas where trump actually did pretty well in uh and people were upset being impacted by the economy we thought we would see a a more of a flip in there and which we haven't yet and of course the senate uh, many, many people have predicted 52 to 53 seats. It's starting to look like it's going to maybe be 51 seats or a split Senate once again as we move in closer to we got the Georgia runoff and we have we're still waiting on uh, Nevada to be called. And they've already called Arizona, even though Blake Masters hasn't officially conceded yet because there is a big batch of ballots out there still. They still haven't decided the governorship yet there. Uh, so we'll wait to see what happens there. So in my head, I still got to have that as a toss-up until those uh, ballots are counted. Uh, but overall, I think we still had some great victories. And, and I think we have a good roadmap of how to fix election within states that are willing to put the work in. We saw what happened in Florida, for example, where Florida turned the entire state pretty much red with a, a few exceptions and a couple small pockets where – the whole thing was red because of the work that was put in prior to the 2022 election. Right. And I think that's the thing, too, is like with the midterms coming up, you're looking at, OK, usually the person, the party in power does bad during the midterms. This isn't a this isn't a, a presidential election. This is something different. This is where usually uh, people come back and they're like, OK, we d- generally don't like whoever's in power anyway. So people, independents are going to come out and vote for the other party. And this is kind of what was our chance to get people in like um, Carrie Lake, which we still don't know about because they're taking a month to count an extra 400,000 votes. It became 200,000, became 500,000. They can't decide what number of votes they have left. Well, they're, and, they're trying and, to figure out what number they need to cheat. Let's be, right, let's exactly. be real That's, clear on what it is because every other yeah. election, they could count the ballots. They're not counting ballots. Yeah. They're rigging the result. Right. But my point yeah. is like when, when it comes to to the midterms, you're hoping that you can get someone like Carrie Lake in there who can do what Ron DeSantis did in Florida and sec- actually secure our elections. Um, so that's why I think this is so important and why it's, it seems devastating for certain people in certain states and, and you know, just it not being as big of a red wave as we, we want it to be. Yeah, there's you know, a one, Go ahead, Tom. So I was just going to say one thing I would observe is that I think conservatives and maybe just the people who would align in on our side in elections in times like these, I'll put it that way, the people who would 
think more in the alignment of individual freedom, I think we're also going to be willing to, uh, we're going to actually just underestimate our opponent. Mm -hmm. We're going to not expect them to commit the fraud. Like I went into the election thinking there's no way they try to steal Arizona because it would be obvious. Like Carrie Lake's going to waltz in through that election and become governor and they should just give her the, the office. Now that was what I was thinking uh, two weeks ago. So I was calling it then like there's they can't steal Arizona. They're going to have to you know focus their attention elsewhere. Sure enough, they're still doing it. They did it in Michigan. They're going to do it again in Georgia. They weren't punished in 2020 and they're right. going to laughingly do it again in 2022. And so I was being optimistic before thinking there's no way they try it again. And now I'm thinking, oh, no, that's what we would do if we somehow on our team got away with one. We would be like, OK, we're not going to try that again because we only got away with it once. Well, they are galling. They are arrogant. They're like, huh, it worked. Let's do it forever. And so the polling today that I saw on Twitter was, do you think a Republican will ever win an election again? And 57 percent of people said no. Yeah, no, I mean, it. I saw somebody said it on Twitter again, uh, right along the lines that you were talking about, Tom, with with the way uh, voting has gone uh, and and blatantly uh, repeating the same things that happened in 2020. It's almost like a humiliation uh, yeah. uh, display. You know, <clears throat> we, we did it and we're going to humiliate you guys so much again because nothing was done. We're going to do it again to you. Yeah, and, especially Fre- Freeman, we're not America. overlooking that. We're, we're, we're building to it, buddy. Yeah, and especially when it's Maricopa County again. You know what I mean? It's like it, that's a, that's a name that people didn't know till 2020 if you didn't yeah. live in Arizona. And now it's synonymous with, well, we know what they're doing there. We know they're going to keep uh, upping that vote count that they have left to, to close that 30,000 vote gap uh, or to, to not allow that 30,000 vote gap to close between Carrie Lake and Katie Hobbs. So it's right now we're going to call it Unfairicopa. And yes. then after <laughs> we win, we'll call it Caricopa. I like it. Yeah, no, it, it's been... Those that those same areas that we had issues, right? Uh, with the exception, there was no water burst in water pipe burst in uh, in Georgia, uh, but all of the same stuff, all the same us, uh, you know, steps were taken again, and we're seeing them all play out uh, in front of us uh, in Arizona. I I believe I still believe that Kerry Lake will win, but there's going to be need to be huge reforms in that state. I mean, how is it? Katie, not, yeah, Katie Hobbs allowed to, uh, you know, continue to be the secretary of state or supervisor of elections or whatever over elections in her own, her own Go, uh, yeah. uh, thing. Gubernatorial yeah. election. Yeah. But yeah. wait, Frank, you think that they're going to let Carrie become governor and then not hamstring her up with every federal bureaucratic and other DOJ obstacle they can throw at her? Oh, I'm right. sure they would. Yeah. Yeah, So how is she going to be effective? Like, that's my thought. You can elect a Trump in 2016 and then see him be stymied for two years with all Republicans in Congress because they become rhinos overnight. And I think you can see Kerry become the governor in Arizona and say, we're going to fix everything. We're going to announce all these things. And you'll see the entire establishment locked together and and hold her back. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. Because I'm sounding so depressed right now, aren't I? I'm going to shut up for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, but you're you're not wrong, Tom. I mean, we look what's happening in Alaska, for example. Right now, right. Alaska went to a runoff between uh, Lisa. I always mispronounce her name. I'm going to do it again. I'm sure Lisa Burkowski and her opponent Kelly. I don't even know how to say her last name. Shabaka <laughs> Kelly Shabaka Kelly Shabaka. There we go. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. And they're going off to a runoff, but it's based off of ranked choice voting, which is there to benefit Lisa Murawski. That's how this all played out. And that's how Sarah Payne lost the uh, vote there. Uh, It's rigged for her. And when she's no longer 
Uh, the senator of Alaska, it will become a Democrat state. It will have a Democrat uh, senator, Democrat governor, and it already has a Democrat re representative. Uh, so they did it in the short term to preserve power for their own swamp. And Mitch McConnell dumped $8 million into that race against a MAGA opponent there instead of funneling that money into races like a New Hampshire, which was close, uh, obviously Arizona and Nevada. Instead of uh, funneling the money into those areas to help that funding, they wanted to see those people lose. Why? Because they were going to upset the establishment. They, you've already had Marco Rubio come out and say, hey, we're not going to vote for leader until these races are are uh, are, are uh, finalized. And Mitch McConnell was like, no, we, we need to vote on it now. Yeah. So... Also, you you said a second ago. I just want to get to this that uh, there was they didn't do the the sorry broken pipe in Georgia again. But I think we we talked about how there, there's going to be something like that, and I think we found it. So this is coming out of uh, I think it's pronounced Washoe County, which is really weird. Washaw, um, Washa? it's oh, Washoe, -E. yeah, huh. yeah. Yeah, so it says uh, that uh, a camera went down overnight. It says the computer managing the live stream lost connection around 11.30 p.m. Wednesday night, and the connection was not restored again until 8 a.m. This is what's watching the, the ballots coming in. And then it just so happens that the Democrats take the lead that very same day after the camera's down for nine hours. It feels like Detroit all over again. It feels like Georgia all over again. It feels, it feels like, like Epstein all over again. Right. <laughs> Right, and they're trying to say like, oh, well, we don't have cameras everywhere all the time. It's like, yeah, but you had a camera here for a reason, and it's out. Yeah, but guys, we're going to learn a lesson on why it went down so it doesn't happen again in the future. Yeah. Right. And thank you to Alien, Alien Testosterone for the uh, $5 super chat. Thank you so thank much. Thank you, Alien that. Testosterone. That's Appreciate how I that. imagine they do it. Like that movie Smile that's out right now. I haven't seen it, but I think it's one of those Blumhouse movies. And I could be wrong on that. But it's yeah. the horror movie that yep. I want to take my wife to where they smile real creepy as they kill you or the smile takes over them as they're being possessed. This is what the left does. They do the wide eyes where you can see the top and the bottom of the pupil. And that's how you know that they're crazy. And then they do that. And so they lie to you and they're okay. It's just like the cop that got caught masturbating in front of the elementary school in Maricopa. Uh, as I'm told in the chat here, they're known for that and voter fraud. That's it. I didn't hear about that story. What a great county. Oh, you got to cover them more county. often. I guess so. But like yeah, you gonna... said, I didn't know about Maricopa County until 2020. So, Well, Florida man's going to become Maricopa man here in a minute. How about that, though? In the last handful of years, we've all of a sudden learned about these incredibly corrupt counties that kind of impact the country in major ways, like in right. Wisconsin or in Wayne County here in Michigan or yeah, in Maricopa County in Arizona. You'd be surprised how many people had no idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right, Tom. And it it's a it's a travesty of what we're seeing take place right now across the country where we're one of the only countries in the world that allow mail in ballots, for example. Right. For now. I have for a now. couple questions for all of you. Uh-oh. The first one is, why is Tom's hair so wonderful? <laughs> that wasn't one of them. You can't keep buying favor with that line. <laughs> Darn it. Use that on Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> I think I can, though. I think it's still working. I think it is. <laughs> Do you think that they stole the house? Do you think we still have the house? Do I think they still have the house? Like, the, We're just a bunch of talking heads. We should be burning down the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay, JFK report. Um. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that guy was a fed. Not gonna yeah, lie. I think he was. Yeah, I was I making mean, a, a pun about music. No, I know, but <laughs> um, sure, Tom. You need my fan, Tom. <laughs> Dude, I need all of your fans, all hundreds and thousands of them. <laughs> 
Do we still have the house? Uh, is, um, so or at, are we still going to have the house? Is yeah, sorry question? to interrupt. We, I believe I mean, we have the house. We're, we have 211 confirmed seats right now. We need seven more in order to have the, well, for it to be split. So we need eight more for a majority. It looks like Lauren Boebert actually pulled ahead, which is which is great. We'll see if they continue to find uh, ballots to count in, in Colorado or not. But I think we have the House. I I, I don't know. Maybe am, 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 it, am I being it, too overly optimistic here? Would it be too much for them to say, you know what? You, because Nancy was talking it up, you know, all the way up through the election. We're going to keep the House. We're going to keep the House. She kept saying, I remember. Every she had no in- intention of losing the house as if it was up to her right yeah Yeah. and she said it with that much confidence tom um in every interview i watched her and she was like i'm not we're not going to lose the house well you know what you guys are talking about us losing the house and you know the more and more as days drag on i'm thinking i'm like what does she know (laughs) obviously well she knows what we all know but she knows more detail like that's really it like we all can see that in the next couple days after the election and in the next 10 days that follow the election day they told you what they do. They're going to have dumps of ballots. And as they come in, they will be counted. And you'll assume they'll go for mostly Democrats because they're mail-in. And that's how they'll count it. And that's how they'll call it. And they'll lie to you and tell you the different totals have changed or what have you. Right. I mean, that's just what they're going to do. She knew that then. So she was willing to go on, meet the press or face the nation or Sunday morning and you know say whatever she needed to say because she knew. They literally co-opted dumps of ballots, which was a thing like, hey, you know, in Detroit at 3 a.m. when you're bringing in a bunch of coolers full of ballots and everything's closed and you board up the windows, that's a dump of ballots and that looks like schmod. Um, they literally co-opted that phrase to be, oh, no, this is normal. Dumps of ballots yeah. coming in late in the middle of the 2020, night. 2020, it was a conspiracy. It if, was. You, if you said dumps, it was a conspiracy theory. Yes. And now they're like, um, that's part of the process. But CNN used it. MSNBC used it. All of the left-wing media literally called it dumps of ballots in the days leading up to the election. They co-opted the conspiracy. Like, no, that's like, <laughs> yes. This is from Real Truth Cactus. <laughs> we got our first meme of the night. Thank you, Real Truth Cactus. They're, they're going to get better. Smile for super chats. <laughs> save that one for later. Protect that one away. <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever we have to do to fill that hat up. Yeah, send uh, text that one to me, Cactus, so I can post so, that later. So, PJ, it's it's totally normal if I bring ballots in my Yeti cooler. That's totally no- normal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, the, and a UPS truck rerouted from New York to Pennsylvania. That's that's totally a totally normal, normal right? thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, a new, you know, it's a new normal. <laughs> You know what's funny is me and Abby did a, a podcast on this on when she was doing chatting with Abby a few months back. What is that? It was, was my a, old, it was podcast. Her old podcast. No, we and, go look it up. It was my practice run. <laughs> and uh, it's one of the things we were talking about is like every single type of of schmod, whatever you want to call it, was true in 2020. And it's like something that everybody kind of wants to forget or ignore. It's like, oh well, it couldn't have all been this, or it couldn't have all been that, or it couldn't have all been this. And it's like every single type of those things was true. You know no, I mean? no, they smile yeah. at you bigger and wider and right. they make those eyes even wider and they say no. <laughs> right. People were elect- people were arrested in Texas and uh and Minnesota for ballot harvesting in in an illegal way. People were in in Michigan, you had a 6,000 vote flip on the machines. You had people again in Michigan and other places that had ballots that were postmarked for after the election that were just put through anyway. You've had every type of election fraud. So there's or there's this whole like idea that this isn't happening or it couldn't be this or couldn't be that. It couldn't be the fact that there's a bunch of houses in, in Nevada that don't exist that people are voting from. If, the sum total of these wait, things sounds pretty bad, though. I do recall seeing 20,000 people living at an abandoned lot. Yeah. That's in Arizona. Normal. So totally normal. Uh, you know, Real guys, real quick, if you guys are over on Twitter, if you guys have been restored to your Twitter accounts or not, unlike Tom, 
uh, head over to Ruth, Real Truth Cactus, and for every 10 likes that she gets on that meme, maybe she'll make the eyes bigger. On hey, that. fucker. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Here's what we're going to do. <laughs> oh, boy. See, here, I thought you were going to do me the favor. Instead, you're going to show me the disrespect. All right, this is what's happening. I thought you were going to ask for the audience to cough up a Twitter account. Because as I was saying before we went live, they've, fum- they've somehow IP blocked me or somehow they got my number. They got my... Uh, retina something i can't use twitter so someone has to go dig up their old twitter that they don't use and then send me the information at america floats at protonmail.com that's america floats just as it sounds at protonmail.com send me the login for the twitter account and then i can take it over and co-opt it and then i can be back on twitter sorry i thought that's what you were getting at frank but no instead you're gonna mock me even further go ahead tom wants a blue check mark too while you're at it yeah. No, I'll pay. I'll 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 find a scroll scrounge the eight bucks. I'll I'll make that happen. You know what, Tom? I think I've got an old uh, email with a uh, with a Twitter account. I can I can try to find it for you. Someone has to help. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is like if I don't, I'm going to a shelter soon, a Twitter shelter. <laughs> all these people that used Battered. to have accounts and don't have accounts anymore, they're all in this little shelter. Yeah, together. I'm gonna go hang out with the people up from Napster in MySpace. <laughs> Why don't we all just go back to MySpace? I've made that joke before, but wouldn't it be absolutely hilarious if everybody just went back to MySpace and it just started? Tom was so again? nice about your data. He just right. faced that chalkboard and laughed. <laughs> there you go, Tom. I can have music on my profile. I mean, that's yeah. Cool. Wh- whoever can uh, s- send me send me help. Send help because Twitter <laughs> doesn't like me anymore. Again, still, still, still. But yeah, no. Go ahead, make make all the memes you like. I, I don't care. Go, I'll go viral for the wrong reasons. I'm happy. <laughs> What words should I say? K and go ahead. <laughs> Are you all ready for my second question? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's I'm your second question? This is a fun conversation. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be just one thing, right? Like <clears throat> schmod could be the primary reason why we lost or half the reason why we lost. But is there also something to be said for us running some candidates that just weren't so good? And if so, which ones would you put down a fraud and which would you maybe put down to a poor candidate choice? You, you know what's, you know what, like I, I'm not disagreeing with that take because it's a take that I've made myself, but you also have to understand like as bad as someone like uh, Dr. Oz is who I don't like, he was running against a literal brain dead ogre. So there's something to be said that the left will stand with their people and they put mm-hmm. out way worse candidates than we do. And we're always the ones going, man, did we put out bad candidates? Like, yeah, well, of course we did. We can put better candidates out there. It's something we should do. Nah. But the fact that we're the ones <laughs> having to feel bad for putting someone out there like Oz and the left doesn't have to feel bad for putting out Joe Biden, who's literally brain dead and John Fetterman, who had a stroke. And then yeah. in Pennsylvania, a, a literal dead guy won election yeah. so it's yeah. like we're, we're always beating ourselves up but it's like our opponents do suck worse than we do even when we suck well pj yeah. you know what i'm going to do i'm i'm going to be campaigning for fetterman biden in 2024 just for the troll <laughs> it's a no-brainer just for the troll it's a no-brainer yeah no-brainer. i will i will say this i think the people that vote in pennsylvania may be more inclined to vote for someone who um thinks less than someone who and i'm just i'm being nice they're gonna they're gonna like someone who maybe stumbles over a word and and says things plainly than they would like a sophisticate who eats crudite like they're gonna look at that guy and go oz is a flaming f and they'll go and vote for no one or not vote or and in this case i think you're gonna see the lever get pulled for fetterman all that aside 
put a big bat period there, new paragraph. Did we not see a voter turnout be like record numbers in these states? I don't know that it wasn't we picked bad candidates and we didn't get votes for them because I thought we had record turnout. I think right. it was just that we had weird swings. So Maybe let me I'm get wrong. this straight. The, the, the people of Pennsylvania preferred this. Summer of 1986, I, uh, I think everyone that ever plays uh, football in, in high school was, you know, at a kind of like a trade-out trade kind of uh, football camp. And uh, wasn't, wasn't, there wasn't any interest to have me come play here, you know. Summer of 19... <laughs> yeah, there was no interest no in you to play. Saying. Yeah. Uh, I like Salt makes a good point here. It says, we lost nothing. Destroying the Swamp takes time. They're well embedded. This is something I'm always trying to get conservatives to understand. Is like, you know how there's that idea that if we just went back to the 1950s, everything would be better. And it's like, but who was winning in the 1950s, right? If yeah, really honestly, back, if we went back to the 1930s, then we'd really be living. <laughs> no, but like, think about this. If you go back to the 1950s, you've already got the cultural Marxists like embedded in America. They're already making the changes 70 years ago. Right. So... The whole idea that we can just go back and it'd be fine. It's like the, what we don't understand is that a lot of the things we're seeing today, they might not have been, quote unquote, winning in, a, in, in the sense that we want to think of it in the 1930s even. But yet we still had the Marxists embedded in the government. We still, like I said, Joe McCarthy was right. Uh, we still had all these things going on. The, 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 the cultural Marxists used to use a turtle as their as their mascot because they would move slowly. And we've seen that slow progression for a hundred years and we have to actually understand like winning's not going to happen overnight we have to take those steps we have to keep being in the culture we have to we have to keep you know doing those things so it, it's destroying like like uh like i like salt said we're destroying the swamp takes time so every, every little bit of ground that we take is something to be celebrated we'll also add to that the the, the swamp was officially plugged and began to fill in 1913 and with the establishment of the Fed. So like this has right. been the plan for hundreds of years from this mm -hmm. group. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, they, they share a lot more in common than just that they're communists. But that is the ultimate plan is they've been pushing for, you know, global slavery for a long time. So to undo it and throw them out of America takes a whole lot more time than just, you know, four or eight years. Right. Oh, here, yeah. I got this clip right here. It might be guys. 2060 before we're like watching a parade going, I thought we'd be free someday like that. It, I'm I'm completely yeah. OK with knowing that. Yeah, this this TV show was from like the uh, late 70s. Uh, it was a TV cop show. I forgot what it was called, actually. But uh, listen to this. Klein, he was wrecking an office. I, I just wanted to meet them face to face. I, I wanted them to admit what they were doing. Who is they? He was in the office of the Trilateral Commission. Trilateral Commission. Yeah, the Trilateral Commission. <laughs> All right, what is the Trilateral Commission? It's an organization founded in 1973 by David Rockefeller to bring together business and political leaders from the United States, Europe, Japan, so they could work together for uh, better economic and political cooperation between their nations. And with that, that's what they'd like us to believe. But you see, what they're really up to is a scheme to plant their own loyal members in positions of power in this country to work to erase national boundaries and create an international community and in time bring about a one world government with David Rockefeller calling the shots. <laughs> so all that's true, except they for the last press charges. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, uh, uh, he broke a globe and, uh, and some UNICEF artwork. Well, they're, they're in on it, too. <laughs> okay, Mr. Klein, if you're just I'm telling you, our whole way of life as we know it is in jeopardy. I appreciate How that. ironic, too, that but Jeffrey I, I have, Tambor the is the one who it out. It's all in there. So, too. Well, he's got... Um, he's like he's top 20 Jews in Hollywood, right? Conspiracy review. Suppressed truth roundup. The whole master plan is exposed. Yeah, well, um, you're still not convinced. Huh? <laughs> would, would you like to hear the names of just a few of the people who have been on the trilateral commission? Uh, not particularly. James Earl Carter. Heard of him? Look, Mr. Klein. Henry Kissinger. You heard of him? Walter Mondale. Who? <laughs> Mr. Klein, this is John all... Anderson, George Bush. Now, you remember at the, at the convention, everybody thought it was going to be Ford for Veep. You know what happened? David Rockefeller just picked up a phone, put in a call. Hey, Ronnie, forget Jerry, it's George. Bye. <laughs> so, no matter who won in November, they had their man in the White House. I mean, Damn. everything he's saying is true. Everything right, is, but make it look true. silly and make it, you know, put it on the silver screen and make it look silly and the people will right. believe it there and not believe it in real life. Right. Yeah, because yeah, the, the, the laugh track is like, oh, this guy's nuts. Like, this, mm-hmm. all this stuff's nuts. So we can put this conspiracy out there. We can tell you what we're doing and you're going to laugh at it. Well, and more to that, it's like it, the person sitting in the audience sees this and goes, hey, I have so-and-so in my life who kind of talks like that, or I know someone like that. Right. And then they chalk it up to, oh, they're crazy like that person instead of, hey, there are a lot of people who feel that way. So many that, in fact, they have to broadcast to you that that's wrong. Yeah. It's a really subtle fact check. Yeah. And, you know, it was a, uh, you know, but to PJ's point and Tom's point, you know, they've been working on this for over 100 years. and you think it's going to be that easy to, you know, remove the people from the swamp where they've been embedded in many of these agencies and in the bureaucracies and stuff. We look at our elections as we are trying to move more people who want the betterment of this country to move in a better direction. Are they going to allow that to happen? They're going to fight with tooth and nail. I believe the FBI obviously was in coordination with, you know, a lot of things, especially leading up to the election. Uh, don't forget 2018, where they drug out the Mueller investigation to suppress Trump voters and to make it a a movement for Democrat voters to come out so they wouldn't be able to impeach Trump. Remember, because Mueller was done. He was done before the 2018 elections were going to roll out, but they put it under the lid so it would uh, be a shadow over Trump's uh, midterm elections. And then we see the same thing happen a couple months prior to the 2022 elections with the raid at Mar-Largo. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is, you know, it's, it, you were saying going back a hundred years, I mean, just looking at things like Jekyll Island, looking to stuff like the fact that, uh, you know, Goodyear and all these companies uh, got caught in a conspiracy to remove uh, Roosevelt, I believe it was. So this stuff, this stuff's been going on for a very long time. The whole globalist agenda has been in play for a hundred years. And if we're going to, we're going to, we can't have a, what some people are calling a red trickle or whatever, get a few America first candidates or a few rhinos out and a few of our guys in and then call it a, call it a loss every time. It's going to take time. The red trickles an STD from San Francisco. (laughs) Speaking of STDs from San Francisco, we can still keep fighting the culture war. Like politics is downstream from culture and there's no reason to lose momentum on that. Just because I, th- I think politics is culture now. Yeah, I think so too. That's a good point. 
It's I right mean, up in there now. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're way more. Well. well, that's when I think we started losing when we tried to divorce those two things and, right. and stopped realizing that our values very much should be uh, affecting our laws and our policies. Mm. Yeah. Also, yeah, I, I want to point this so, out. Oh, go sorry. Ahead, go ahead, Frank. I just want to. I just want to get this ad in here real quick. Uh, I said a minute ago, Joe, Joe McCarthy was right, and Tom asked me to make a shirt for for this when we talked about it on Tuesday. So, if you guys want, we actually have the Joe McCarthy was right Last yeah. American Pubcast uh, sweater, and we have T-shirts. So let me. See wow, this. that's um, a really good. Uh, that's a great Christmas gift idea. Holy I cow! I think it is. Yeah, tank tops, sweaters, T-shirts. No, I mean I'm saying that loud because I hope the vents are hollow. Enough that she'll hear it. Hey, that'd be a great Christmas gift idea. Yeah, so I will drop that in the chat for you guys if you're interested. But I, uh, I, th- I thought that was a good time to bring that good up. Stuff. Yeah, I don't I know why I said vents. I meant the the floor and the ceiling, and they're definitely hollow enough. They're they're real thin. I was, I was just going to uh, piggyback off something Abby had said earlier on Twitter. If you haven't followed Abby over on Twitter, you guys really need to. Uh, she says some uh, pretty cool stuff over there. Uh, but she was responding to somebody over on Twitter saying that. You know, the worst thing that happened was us uh, or Roe v. Wade being overturned. And, right. you know, how do you take a take like that? Is like, that's the worst thing that happened was saving babies. Wait, the, the worst thing that happened was the 19th Amendment's being passed. Yeah, his, <laughs> the take was that, that, Ro, that overturning Roe wasn't worth losing or wasn't worth losing our red wave. That's and I was, was like, yeah. we fought for 50 years for that. And it was the greatest conservative win of our lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. If you're it, willing to sacrifice babies for political power, then you're exactly as evil as the people we're trying to fight. Yeah, I think a lot of times people don't people look at everything through uh what what's the what's the um there's a thing like uh, if it's a large enough number it's a statistic, if it's a small enough number it matters, something like that. I'm butchering that phrase. Oh, I like but, that. But we're looking at this as just like, oh, it's just a statistic. It's just it ha- it's happening somewhere else instead of the actual real human life cost of this. So uh, to what you said, Abby, if you're willing to sacrifice that huge political win for a few more people in the House of Representatives, for a few more uh, you know, victories here and there, get a couple more rhinos in most of the time anyway, I, I, just, I don't know what to say to you. I think that's disgusting. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll also point out is that I think that a lot of mainstream Republicans or, or uh, Republican Inc., didn't want Roe v. Wade to be right. overturned because it was a fundraising uh, thing, just like the border. They didn't want the border wall. They didn't want to fix the border because why? They can campaign and fundraise off those things. They don't really want to fix the issue. They just want to be able to make money off the issue. Uh, because if you actually give a solution and implement a solution, that means you actually have to take a step and be a leader and have a vision moving forward. It's easy to sit back and just complain and rail against what's happening. It's harder to actually step out and be bold and show leadership and show a vision on where we need to uh, head. And a lot of uh, people that are within that entrapment of uh, Republican Inc. do not want to move out of the of the uh, you know minority, the opposing party, the controlled opposition. Right. Who, who pulled this comment in real quick? I did. Uh, I just wanted to correct uh, yeah. it just so we can help the audience. <laughs> Rhino so Ra- Rhino is R-I-N-O. Yes. And it's yeah. Republican in name only. And it just means they're a uniparty member or really like a, a Democrat. They'll vote Democrat <clears> even <throat> though they say they're Republican. They're a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. The, Rhino so doesn't mean that they're old. Yeah. Though many are. We'd call them lizards. <laughs> Mitt Romney is a great example of one who's not particularly old. Rhino. 
Yeah, right, there's plenty yeah. of rhinos that are young too. Time. It's not an age thing, but it's right. it's a uniparty lizard thing. Lizard Graham. Yeah, Lizard Graham is a good Oh, example. Lizard Graham. <laughs> it's my responsibility to get to the bottom of it. He never did. He never did get to the bottom of it. That was a, we, that was a really good impression he, right there. He told Sean Hannity he was going to now many times. He told an entire <laughs> town hall that in 2017. We had a request earlier that Tom read Trump's uh, fun little statements uh, over the last few days in in his uh, Trump voice. Yeah, we might do that Young later. Kin. <laughs> maybe we'll, yeah. maybe we'll do that later. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. We're, we're yeah, maybe we'll do that if someone sends me the Twitter login because I'm looking at my Proton Mail and it's still not there. I saw a lot of offers in the chat and no one coming to to actually do it. It's America Floats at protonmail.com. Just send me a way to log in on Twitter and I will do it. <laughs> yeah, so we're 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 building up to the uh, the at the, what I want to say. I think it's. Well, maybe we should go ahead and just tackle it now. Where are we at? 740? Let's go ahead and do some uh, uh, promoting before we head into this next topic. Uh, if you haven't followed the Last American Pubcast over on Twitter, uh, now is the time to do so. Head over to uh, Twitter and give us a follow over on Last American Pubcast at – I always get this wrong. There we go. At Last, Ameri- at last underscore USA Pubcast. Uh, so check it out. Go give us a follow over there as we continue to grow. And you can also follow us over at all these other links right here at solo.to forward slash Alaska American Pubcast. So make sure you check it out. Check that out. All of our links are there uh, to our channels and the merch store on there too. The merch store is on there. Uh, links to all of us as well as uh, the Last American Pubcast channels. So hey, you PJ, can find what, the hosts and everything else. What shirt do you are you wearing? Yeah, so I got the Last American Pubcast. This is the Minuteman shirt. So. Uh, Stand yeah. up, PJ. Give us a spin. No, <laughs> is it super know. soft? It is. It's at, like uh, incredibly comfortable T-shirt. So I also got um, I also got a sweatshirt from the same uh, company that prints these shirts. It wasn't a Last American Podcast. It was a conspiracy pill, but it's going to be the exact same materials that's used for the Podcast sweatshirts, and that is also super comfortable. So. Oh, for anyone wondering in the chat, um, you don't have to be on Proton Mail to use that. It's just like Gmail. You just it's yeah. just the address, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, there we go. All oh, right. Also, can oh, I just I want to point out one more nope. thing about the shirts. Too. Nothing's stopping you. <laughs> well, because <laughs> I want I just want to say this: when ordering sweatshirts, a lot of times people have to order like weird sizes because they're not going to be like normal. And I will say this: I or I wear medium T-shirt. I got a medium sweatshirt, and it fits perfectly, so you don't have to order extra large for the sweatshirts. So. I, I ordered an extra large because I am an extra large and it fits perfectly. <laughs> Chonky. So. I, <laughs> Frank's I, I, just thick with three C's. Yeah, he's he's more of a, like a you know heart. Like the, uh, never mind. I'm just gonna bail on that he's one. He's got that big Latina booty. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I wish I had a big Latina booty. I do not have a booty whatsoever. I tell you what. I wish I wish Alex Stein was pointing at my booty and saying, "Look at that big, big Latina." That's what we booty. all want. You, in life. you wish he would do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, what we yeah, all want. Actually, in life. showed I had a big booty. I don't have a big booty though. My wife was telling me I could use a little bit more booty in the back. We so. we want to hear the lemon. We want to hear the. Uh, we I don't want to think drive that's what she us. meant by that. <laughs> we we want to see our enemies driven before us. Hear the lamentations of their women and have Alex Stein tell us we have a big Latina booty. That's all we want in life. Juicy that's Latina it. booty. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I want to walk by Alex Stein in my AOC costume and see what happens. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's what I was going to. Yeah, I was trying to think of what what I would call it, but I I couldn't think of the city. It's San Antonio, the breakfast taco. 
<laughs> and it helps my golf swing too. <laughs> I love the booty. <laughs> Power, yeah, powerful golf swings come from the booty. So. Yeah, wait, isn't that what Happy Gilmore says? He goes, uh, "It's all in." Don't you have to be? Uh, don't you have to have a goofy pants and a huge ass to play golf? <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> you should don't talk to me. Talk to my neighbor. Probably plays golf. Huge ass. <laughs> isn't that what he says? Yes. <laughs> that is a great movie. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we watched that a, a couple of weeks ago. I like watching that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's what actually got my son into golf with watching Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Incredible! Did you? Get if him, only you showed him, him Billy. Hockey. Sorry, if only ahead. showed him Billy Madison, you'd get him in school. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't think I want to trans my son, so I do avoid sending him there. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. good call. Good call. Did, did, did you get him a uh, a hockey stick putter? <laughs> That'd be cool. Does he wear a jersey on the course? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man uh somebody said check your inbox or a sweater i guess i should say it's a sweater in hockey all yeah. right oh go. i got an email oh boy <laughs> oh we're going oh, we're dude, doing we it live it? we got it <laughs> we're you doing it live oh boy oh boy oh boy all right let's try this oh boy oh boy oh man what is you guys keep on, uh, you know, going about your day here. I got to do some things. Yeah. Tom's his email there. So, oh, actually, before we dive into that next uh, heavy topic, I want to uh, dive into this topic real quick because I think it, um, you know, I want people to know what they're fighting for when they go overseas, what they have to come home to, uh, what they're protecting here at home. Because, you know, you know when people fought back in like the World War II, they would have pictures of their girlfriend. <laughs> And and stuff like that, and people be like, "Yeah, this is my girl back at home. I'm I'm fighting for her, and I'm going to come back to her." Uh, so let me go ahead and put this picture up here because this is what men are fighting for today who are heading overseas. Of course, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, my, my best girl back at home. <laughs> my best girl back at home. Oh man, yeah, I. I <laughs> it, it makes me want to be Mister America. <laughs> I wrote on the Twitter this is don't forget boys what you're fighting for when you are on the battle lines of Ukraine. <laughs> no kidding. That looks more like Shrek than John Fetterman. I'm just throwing that out there. What kills me about this is that for all the body body positivity in the world, um, it it's not in this organization. Like up until now, <laughs> right. we haven't had a fat Miss America. That's but not the point band. of Miss America. You know, it's, it's like who can be the best swimsuit model? That's what that's all exactly. Miss America was anyway. And now it's a fat dude. <laughs> it wasn't someone, enough for it to be like a pretty dude. I had someone the other day tell me, like, well, these girls couldn't have possibly seen this coming. I'm like, how couldn't they? Like, as soon as that guy walks onto the court, he won. That's it. Yeah. Nobody wants to be the person that says, hey, by the way, you're actually not brave and bold and beautiful. You're, you're a dude, and it's actually disgusting. And uh, you can tuck all you want. But when you do that spin around, I saw it from behind. We don't want that. Instead, it's like as soon as this dude enters, every one of these girls automatically loses it. They're still there in the photo op. They're still praising this whatever this thing is. Well, there you go. It's, I mean, it's gross. There, there, there he is. There, that's a nice picture of him, isn't it? I can't no. believe that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there is a nice picture of him. I can't believe that you know of all of these girls on here, and you know, and seeing all of these uh, pretty young ladies, none of them was uh, picked to be Miss America or Miss King America. 
So this is this is one of the smaller farm ones for Miss America. So I think Miss Greater Dairy will go to the county level and then the yeah. state. If I'm if I'm not oh, mistaken, oh, I was wrong. I, I want to be Mister Dairy. Yeah. So there well, you Greater are. Dairy. I mean, until you told me it was dairy, now it makes sense. No, now, she would be the Greater. I would be the <laughs> Minor Dairy. Now you could you could take a picture of uh, those, those things that you play with your kids, you know, what, what doesn't belong. It'd be pretty easy to see <laughs> what does not belong. What's not like the, all the others. One of these things is not like the others. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that, that's where we are. And I, uh, somebody had said they've been uh, beaten into cultural submission mm-hmm. uh, to accept these results. Uh, something like this is something as lunatic as, as loony as this is. Uh, as Tom, as not Tom, as PJ had said, they would have been, you know, screamed at as being transphobe if they had not picked that person to win. Now, did they, or was it Schmod? Oh. <laughs> it it's all Schmod from the beginning. The fact that this this thing walks onto the court, they're like, yeah, we well now we have to. So how, how many ballots uh, was uh, mailed in <laughs> for that one? <laughs> Animals brought in, in on dress. that dump truck that it's got behind it. Somebody says Kim Jong Hung. <laughs> You're not wrong. He really does look like Kim Jong Un. He kind of looks like Doctor Strange's like sidekick. If he just is like having oh, a bad yeah. weekend. Uh, yeah. Wong. Wong? Right? Yeah, Wong. it looks like Wong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look at look. Wong was going from being Doctor Strange's sidekick to trying to kind of be his own thing, and then he's like, "Oh, I guess I'll also be on She-Hulk." There's nothing this dude won't do. So maybe, this doesn't surprise maybe, me. Maybe you did, do all Asian people just look the same to you? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they had Dominion counting those votes that were coming in for that uh, beauty contest. <laughs> They're weighted votes. Yeah, that looked exactly like Jackie Chan and Jet Li, by the way. So <clears throat> I didn't know if he was going to break out in Kung Fu fighting or what, but it was. I can't tell the difference. Uh, or <laughs> R.I.P. the stream. <laughs> yeah, Joe just thought it was a troll hot dog eating contest. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I I don't know. I saw that story. I I thought it was a joke at first. I had to go in and and dive into a little bit longer. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, no way. No way this is... Yeah, it, it, it was. It was. PJ, it was. apologize to TZ Burton right Your now. wife is Asian X. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of the Asians. I don't know which one. Japanese, Chinese. You can't tell the difference either. You've, you've been at the grocery store and walked up to a woman and been like, hey, what's up, honey? And it was not your wife. That, is, that has happened. I guarantee I've, it. I've gone up to people at the grocery store and said, what's up, honey? And it's not my wife. And I did know that before. Yeah, well, that's no, that's bold. That's a bold strategy there, Cotton. How'd oh, I just put it, for you? I just put the uh, no. I meant that they were not my. Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> the the Twitter link I just posted, so everyone can go jump on that now. Nice. So what is it? U.S. floats. I just posted it. I know. I can't. USA floats. Oh. USA floats. Oh. USA. USA. Mm-hmm. No, if I if I say hello, honey, at the grocery store to my wife, she probably goes into the next aisle. <laughs> Gotta corner her in the hard candy. Think you just follow me, Tom. Why don't you go follow me at? Uh... Oh, I t- I tweeted at you guys and then moved on. I I didn't want to you know be oh. quiet too long on the stream here. <laughs> I, 
I'm so confused about what is happening. It <laughs> says it's suspended already. No, it does not. Does it? That's what the chat's saying. Is it on? It's it's your IP, I think, man. No, I, it doesn't say it's suspended for me. Did you tweet I, at us, you said? I don't see it. I don't know. What is happening? I don't see it. Are you sure? <laughs> All right, I'm going to send the link again. Maybe it was the wrong link. We, who knows? I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are working. Mm-hmm. Can we get Elon? Can, can somebody? Uh, can we at Elon and see if we can't get him on to come on the stream, and then we can get him to actually uh, greenlight Tom's t- Twitter account? <laughs> I. But I see. No way. <laughs> what do you see? What? Uh, right there on the screen. It says account suspended. USA. That closed? can't be right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if the caps and all caps oh. matter or not. I'm checking. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. It, sh- it, it shows me that it's active. Okay. <laughs> North Arrow just, just um, emailed me the, the email from, from Twitter. Oh, God. Suspended for violating our rules against evading permanent suspension. <laughs> Thanks a lot for killing killing okay don't give tom any more twitter accounts aids <laughs> that might be a new record <laughs> that was live on air too <laughs> i feel so bad for tom but like it's still funny i'm sorry yeah if it weren't so funny it'd be real sad yeah <laughs> it's a bit of both oh it's a whole dark comedy over here oh my gosh yeah uh, <sighs> well Oh well, what can you do? You know, you can you can create your own Twitter. I've been told, Tom. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're constantly told. If you don't like Twitter, go create your own. I, I mean, <laughs> you got a billion. Yeah, and billion then they dollars. block it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Parlor. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Well, I, I'm afraid to log into any of the the ones you just sent me the info for because if I do, it's just going to block and ban them. I think. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure we gotta it out. get you a new IP address, man. We got to move on. I'm sure we have stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. We want to continue to talk about Twitter's about Tom's Twitter account. No, I think Long these numbers show we don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get moving then. Uh, well, the next one was to talk about was what would happen af- right after the midterm elections with Trump and DeSantis. And I know a lot of conservative media has been hyping this up. It you you heard some rumblings of it prior to the election. You know, people talking about who would you prefer, uh, Trump or DeSantis in 2024. I know I even put some polls on my channel, um, you know, for the last couple of years, seeing what, where people were on things. And, and every poll I had, it was overwhelmingly uh, Trump. It was like always Trump was always at like 80 percent, if not higher. Um, and so right after the election took place, after the midterm election, uh, Trump came out, you know, talking about DeSantis, you know, kind of showing him, I think in his way, you know, who, who's the uh, alpha alpha still in this, uh, in this battle. And I don't believe DeSantis has responded to any of the, the uh, tweets or true socials that uh, Trump has sent out. Uh, But let's kind of get your guys' thoughts on this and see if this is coming from a, an actual uh, place of, of, uh, of this is what the country's feeling or this is being fueled for nefarious reasons. Yeah. I mean, well, do we want to have Tom read the, <laughs> read the tweets or no, <laughs> I don't have them. Oh, we just lost Tom. What happened? I didn't pull him out. 
Okay. Twi- well, Twitter, go, Twitter just bought StreamYard and kicked <laughs> them out. <laughs> there he is. Hey, am I alive? <laughs> I don't know. I think I clicked back on the wrong tab. Oh, okay. We thought Twitter, I thought Elon had bought StreamYard and banned They nuked me. Too. Yeah, they got me. <laughs> they, they said, get the hell out of here. No, this is, I got a link and this is what I was trying to pull up, but it was on Twitter. So you can imagine why yeah, that was I got difficult. It. No, no, no. I got it. Okay. No, no, no. You go ahead. You, you probably know exactly the link I was going to pull up. That's all good. I, I was just saying I could send it to you if you needed. That's all I was saying. Oh, I was just teasing you. Here we go. Yeah. Bop, 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 share tab audio. Yes. And then Sebastian Gorka on Twitter. Yes. This is what I thought we could watch. Fox and some Republicans say Trump is the past. We see that now. DeSantis is the future. We have sources here saying that the Florida governor is organizing to make a run. That's what at least our sources are telling us. What are your thoughts on all this? Okay, first things first. Uh, Woodward's comments about the presidency being a sacred trust. Was it a sacred trust when... JFK was having sex with Jacqueline uh, Kennedy's press secretary in the swimming pool in the West Wing. Was it a sacred trust when Obama was using his secured iPad to drone American citizens? The answer is no. Was it a sacred trust when Bill Clinton was having sex under the Resolute desk? Come on, guys. Don't talk to us about sacred trusts, okay? We had a guy in the Oval who I worked for who didn't even pick a paycheck up for four years, didn't need the money, didn't need the fame, and as you said, has been pilloried and attacked by the rhino establishment and the left for six years now, including his wife and his children. Mm -hmm. And guess what? And Ron, if you're listening, you've been a great governor of Florida, but you governed Florida as a mini-me version of President Trump. You wouldn't be the governor of Florida if he hadn't endorsed you against a drug addict who was going to whip your ass and was going to win that governor's race. That's a double bingo. And you were a success because you used the Trump model. And it's a little bit weird for me. God bless you for everything you've done in Florida. But for, for 10 months now, the establishment, including the Republican Party, has been throwing President Trump under the bus saying we need Ron DeSantis, and you haven't said anything. You should be in the next Trump administration. And I don't mean like a Veep, because a Veep is an irrelevant job. Right. You, you, know, you glad had pan people who the president doesn't want to meet. You should be in the cabinet, Ron. So I don't know what you guys make of that, but my, my only take here was if they're going to try to lead people to say, what do you think? To, to answer that question so for Seb Gorka or for anyone else, when they say we have sources saying this, I think that is the definition of kite flying. That is when they throw an idea out there. They want to see which way the wind is blowing and if you'll take it. And then based on how you respond and how the audience responds and how the comments come in, what the algorithm says, they then come back. And next week, the story is the same message, but it's from a different perspective. It's pivoted slightly. A month ago, it was a Clinton advisor says She's doing everything to prepare a race. And then the following week, it was Clinton says she's not running, but people are asking her to. So they're, they're trying to get people to do this, you know, answer to the news. I think this is the same thing. They're going to say, we're hearing that Ron is going to run. What do you think? And then, hey, another source says he's going to run. What do you think? And they just want people to get excited about the thought before there's even a reality behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, the whole thing does seem to be driven by the left. I started seeing tweets <clears throat> from left-wing accounts about the Republican Civil War and the split between the Republican Party from like JoJo Jers and Brooklyn Dad and all these left-wing accounts that seem to be wanting to push this narrative. They got the the email, the, the Hillary Clinton email sent to their inbox, just like the New York po- uh, New York Times gets, and uh, they're, they're pushing the idea out there. So I think this is entirely a, a left-wing thing. Like if Trump and DeSantis run against each other, they're gonna, you know argue that that's part of politics. I don't know why they're trying to be this has to be a huge split in the Republican party over something that we all expect to happen in a primary anyway. I think right. it's interesting that Santos hasn't said anything, right? Like it, it really is like, maybe he's driving it from behind the scenes, but I kind of doubt it. It kind of seems like he's just minding his business and discourse is happening. Yeah. And, th- and that's something that DeSantis ha- has done here in the state of Florida, uh, being a Florida resident, uh, is that he kind of stays focused on Florida issues, really doesn't wade out into uh, the national stuff unless he's being attacked. But even what Trump said, you know, you know, Trump and DeSantis have uh, talked behind closed doors. They, they've been yeah. together at uh, at dinners. They've been at Mar-a-Lago together. Uh, there is something that I'm sure they, they've talked about. But even if it comes to a primary, I want the the, the fight. I want to fight because it all it does is it does sharpen you to be ready for what the Democrats are going to throw at you. And, and personally, I would love for DeSantis to wait. I, you know, to, to wait, uh, cause that we, heck, I just voted for the guy to be my governor for the next four years. I don't want him running out <laughs> just after a couple of years, uh, being here and, and for him to, uh, and I don't want him in a VP position. I don't want him in, in the administration at all. I want him in Florida. It's where I want him. He's more effective and, in Florida than his VP for sure. Right. And he was effective in Florida all through the COVID stuff, all through the lockdown stuff. He became that beacon. Florida became a kind of that beacon of hope uh, and for us to rally behind and stuff and and for us to uh, launch our political attack out of Florida almost like it became like ground zero for us. And and for uh, DeSantis, I, I don't I don't see him again. You know, I'm not an advisor or anything like that. I don't just I don't see him pursuing that, especially after the promises he's made to the Floridians here in the state for this next term. I don't know the, the number in terms of volume, but I can see the percentages that there are. Um, there's a higher percentage of Florida Florida voters, the Floridians who voted for DeSantis than did vote for Trump. Like mm-hmm. DeSantis won by a larger margin for governor than Trump did for president. Right. So I'd wonder who mm-hmm. those people are mm-hmm. who voted for DeSantis who would not vote for Trump. And I'd wonder if those are the people that the establishment is trying to trick you or, you know, kite fly you into saying, oh, we could get those people if only we just dump the one guy that's cleared the way so far. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I mean, it would seem silly, but that's what they're going to try to get people to do. Right. Yeah. Did, did you see this tweet from Marjorie Taylor Greene? I thought was pretty interesting. This is an argument I've heard uh, you guys make as well. Is uh, she says, "I truly believe one of the most important paths to saving America is by having strong Republican governors, po- or having as many strong Republican governors as possible, and keeping them in place in states like Florida and Georgia. We have strong uh, economies, lower crime, safer education, and it, go- it goes on. It's a really long tweet thread, but it's kind of the whole idea of, you know." We, we kind of underplay the idea of how important governors are to our our system. And we've got to should do her impression of MTG and read the thread. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got to throw in some stuff about Jewish space lasers, though. Um, okay, we all laugh, but we're going to find out that Israel has those. Just saying. <laughs> if anyone does, they do. 
Do, yeah. you, do you think Kanye is on the list of uh, the Israel space uh, lasers? Dude, I think Mossad <laughs> just pointed one laser from Kanye to my basement, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> I think Twitter just like, you know, called in for, oh, they got a call from Mossad, just like, yep, boot him again. Yep, boot him again. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, it, it could just be one of those things where it's a sabotage for DeSantis as well, where they're trying to feed this in to try to sabotage him with Trump voters and stuff and make it look like he's being shady behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether he is or whether he's not, um, you know, it's it's going to take for him, I think, at some point to come out and say, you know, I'm you know, I'm 100 percent behind you know Trump for whatever. But, you know, we'll see how this plays out. And as Abby pointed out, he's just kind of, you know, just ignoring it, I think. And that's what he has done for most of his governorship when it when stuff like that is is happening. Well, he doesn't want that extra. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, this is just what I'm a little bit frustrated with Trump about is that it would be one thing if it DeSantis was hinting at a run and it would make sense to me for Trump to start to like snip at him. But with DeSantis and Youngkin minding their own business and not threatening Trump in any way and us facing a runoff in Georgia, I don't understand Trump's thought process on this. I don't understand why he and DeSantis aren't coming together, raising their fists together and, and hosting rallies together in Georgia. Right. Yeah. No, I, I think this is the brushback pitch. Like he's getting word, but whether it's even accurate or not, he's hearing Trump is that these different governors are being approached. They're being courted. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much that they're taking a shot so much as it is that he is stuffing it like he is swatting the ball down and doing a Tikembe Mutombo. He is saying, no, 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 no. You are desanctimonious if I want you to be. You will be young kin if I want you to be so careful. And I think that's what he's doing. He can take that nickname back anytime and do a rally and everyone will love those people and there will be no problem. Well, yeah, that extra 9% of voters who voted for DeSantis and not Trump. Those are the people who DeSantis doesn't want to lose. He doesn't want to answer for the question of will you run or not? Because if he says no, those 9% go, ah, screw it. I thought we would have him. I think he just doesn't want to upset anyone. (laughs) Second meme of the night. Tom waiting for Elon to let him on Twitter. (laughs) Dude, it's more like that skeleton where he's just sitting there waiting forever in the bottom of the pool. Yeah. (laughs) But Tom's right, though. I mean, after he made that sanctimonious uh, comment, he was in Florida next uh, a couple days later rallying for DeSantis. Uh, So, I mean, maybe it is where he is just, you know, setting that bow shot to the corporate uh, Republicans who are trying to uh, prop up maybe a DeSantis or a Yunkin against Trump, like they would have done with like a Chris Christie or a, um, or a, I don't know who, another governor at the time that they had, like Rick Perry, I don't know. Who else is putting out commercials? (laughs) Who else puts out commercials about how God has a a special day just to create them? Because they were needed on an eighth day. Like, have you guys seen the yeah, commercial for Ron DeSantis? Cause that's the, what he's referring to. And it is awfully sanctimonious. Yeah. It's, it's the um, Paul Harvey ad of God made a farmer and then he made it. God made a fighter or something like right. that. It was kind gotcha. of, a, it was yeah. a play on that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't good. It was not a good, it wasn't, it wasn't Dr. Oz jib jab. Commercial. This is bad, something that you would show good. to a private dinner of donors. <clears throat> you do not yeah. put it, put it out public and make your enemies see it because a normal <clears throat> person sees it and goes, ugh, that's dripping. Mm. yeah very true mm. very true so yeah we'll see how this kind of plays out and we'll you know i'm going to continue to 
look and, and see how things are going to work. And I think Trump is getting into campaign mode. Uh, and from the report, he's in nickname mode. So, he, you know, he's in the primary season. I wonder, how, I wonder how much this actually affects Republicans ideas on on Ron DeSantis and Glenn Young. And I mean, I think I think everybody kind of looks at these two guys and goes, look, Trump paved the way for fighting the culture. Was, you know, if you look back to the 2016 primaries, it was very rhino like. And yeah. Trump stood out because he was the one guy who was saying all the stuff that all of us have been saying for years. And the rest of the rhino politicians are like, well, we could use some lower taxes. We're not really going to do it, but we could use some lower taxes. <laughs> and it was just like this really boring vanilla BS until Trump came in and was like, actually, you know, they're sending rapists across the border, right? And it's like, <laughs> Oh, wow. Finally, somebody's saying it. So he paved right. the way for people like Glenn Youngkin. You could say that Glenn Youngkin won, and he did. Glenn Youngkin won because of the, culture uh, the war. school, the culture war stuff, the school stuff, and it wasn't entirely Trump, but Trump paved the way for that type of stuff. He paved the way for people like Ron DeSantis. Thank I just you wonder Disney. how much, right? Yeah. I just wonder how much this stuff, like, I. I see the stuff coming from Trump and I, I don't love it. Like it's, it's kind of, it, it makes him look a little petty. It, you know, I get all that, but I, I also wonder how much this actually affects people. Is it just people like Brooklyn dad on Twitter? They're like, Oh, this is going to cause a split. Oh, in the Republican boy. Party. People that like Trump are, don't like DeSantis, <laughs> which doesn't seem to be the case. DeSantis just won by 20 points. A lot of the same people are voting for Glenn Youngkin is voting for Trump. Voting for DeSantis is voting for Trump. I don't think this is affecting people. I think, I think most people are going to understand like, yeah, if if this goes to a primary, which maybe it won't, they're gonna they're gonna uh, barb each other. I mean, look at look at how nasty it got between Ted Cruz and Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, you think that really affected like how people see either one of those people all that much? I was a Ted or Cruz how they guy. voted. I was a Ted Cruz guy until the nomination. I was, was too uh, until Trump won the nomination, and I was a Trump guy. I was like, all right, I'm Trump yeah. now. Uh, so you know, oh and, and, and and to say that it, also, Ted Cruz became a Trump guy after that. Yeah. is my point. So well, it's well, it's there, all, there was a little there was a little. Yes, I know the, when he said vote with your conscience or whatever <laughs> during the thing where you thought he would have said yeah, all behind. Eventually, Trump. eventually, he, people got behind wanting to win. Right. If if the guy was in the race other <clears> than Rand Paul, if he was one of the nineteen running against Trump in the spring of twenty fifteen, it was right. Yeah. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Then. Then they're they're not a Trump guy. Ted Ted Cruz is not and will never be a Trump guy. He's an establishment rhino guy. He got reelected. He will always become reelectable. We've had the fraud, and he's known about it for how long? Right. I, I, I just can't mean like Ted. Ted will mean, vote the way he needs to for the party to believe that he's still on their side. But right. he's a good actor. Like the 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 pretty actors go to Hollywood. The ugly actors go to Washington D.C. It's <laughs> a fact. It is entirely true. Actually, it was that's why when we were talking about this on Tuesday, that Stacey Abrams used to be, uh, you know, in theater productions and stuff like that. As I don't know, makes sense. Uh, I was like, yeah, of course, because ugly actors go to, to politics. So, yeah, I mean, Justin Trudeau, same thing, theater boy. Thank you, Waffle Salter. Thank you. Because they just need someone who can remember the lines, smile, look good, and be presentable, and that's what an actor does. Very true. Yeah, absolutely. I think one thing that people aren't being honest about and i i don't think this is a particularly positive thing about trump it's just true who you call a liar <laughs> we don't we don't really get to primary like we, we can pretend like we can primary but if we don't nominate trump and he wants to be nominated he's just gonna pull a um teddy roosevelt independent like, party yeah it's well, he's not gonna not if he wants to run he's gonna run like he's not gonna take whatever the who would the we is. be like are you if the if the party in total 
decides they don't want him. And that is how it's pulled. And that's how people are actually thinking. Like someone decides to run who's unnamed and unknown yet. And they're just like a younger, smarter, more tactful, more better, you know, better, more eloquent spoken, more better, well-spoken Trump. Not like myself. <laughs> if, if that's the person that they decide they like more than him, then you would imagine him to be behind that person. I don't think we're going to see that person. Like it's a, it's a hypothetical. I don't think is going to be <clears throat> a thing. Can I guess what she's saying him? is if he, sorry, go ahead. Can, can you picture Trump? Let's say DeSantis primaries him. Okay. Let's say DeSantis wins the primary. Can you really picture Trump stepping back and saying, okay, I'll give you my full support. Yeah. But yeah? I don't, but I don't think that DeSantis runs if Trump does. And he has said this over and over. He told his donors that. So like mm-hmm. they have a cue. It's not so like right. a, like a they have a um um an order that they are all agreed to. They've all been prepped, and like he's talked with Carrie Lake, he's talked with Ron. I don't know who his VP pick will be, and and maybe he already does. Maybe he's still deciding. But Trump is going to make the announcement that he's going to run, and I don't think it's I don't think either of those other two names will be an issue for him running. I think they will be wind in his sails. I, who, I get who would where be Abby, a good uh, VP pick for Trump if we're just going to play hypotheticals? If it's not going to be DeSantis or a Carrie Lake, Abby, who do you think for VP? Yeah, mm-hmm. or I who do you think it, and who would you like? Honestly, I don't. I just don't have an answer for that right now because I think that if if Trump runs, we want DeSantis and Carrie Lake to stay right where they are, assuming Carrie wins the governorship, yeah. and those would be my two people that I would. <clears throat> interested in so think, well if you had to pick i think i um, think you ever, oh massey thomas massey okay mm, yeah very like good pick yeah. thank you that's great that insurance that's like the greatest insurance policy ever against them capping old trump <laughs> <laughs> i think that everybody wants to look at a vp as if it's like runner up to the president so it's like who's the second greatest guy but generally speaking the vp is just somebody who's like ineffectual and is and if they pull him out of some other position it's not going to affect him that's why kamala harris is vp now that's why mike pence was vp like it's not somebody that's like uh oh we're gonna pull a governor out and then lose the the red state like florida right. or, or lose things in Arizona or wherever they usually just pull someone who's like yeah here's someone who can get a certain percentage of the vote that I'm maybe not going to get in a certain state or amongst a certain you know amongst uh, I don't know suburban housewives or the evangelical vote or something like that mm-hmm. I don't think we should be looking at this because it just doesn't seem to be the case uh, that it's whoever's like second in line like Kamala Harris is the first one out of course he picked her because she's ineffectual and stupid and just got to sit there and glad hand a bunch of uh foreign dignitaries and that's North all, all she does well, she's, she's insurance against joe biden being removed and right. that's what the the vp will always be insurance yeah, against yeah, the good. the controlling interest of the other half of the party yeah, like if, if the MAGA republicans have trump be nominated and the committee within the gop that decides who the nominee is because it's not our vote we right. vote and then the committee ends up deciding who it is right the committee has a backdoor meeting with trump and then says okay if we're gonna pick you because they were gonna pick uh who was it gonna be ron paul and um, no, it was going to be someone else. They were going to try to steal it from Trump in 2016. It was going to be Paul Ryan and someone else. Pence Ryan. And then yeah. it ended up being <laughs> Trump Pence. Right. And so they said, okay, Trump will give you the nomination, but <clears throat> you have to take Pence. And the insurance policy was at any moment they can take Trump out. And then Pence, Pence is their guy. It's it, the same way that they had, you know, Reagan's VP instead of being Jerry. It was 
you know, uh, say, George. That clip we played earlier. They're yeah, like, exactly. oh, we, we have to control Ronald Reagan, so let's put uh, the ex-director of the CIA in uh, the White House. So if you want to get a good VP pick for Trump, make it someone who they fear even more, and that would be right. Thomas Massey. They would hate old chicken Tommy. Yeah, he, he, wants to to, he, he wants to get rid of Fed. I like him. I think that the VP pick is going to be really important this time around because Trump has... He needs somebody who will soften him. He needs somebody who will, like, for the never Trumpers, he needs somebody that they yeah. like. But that's who it's going to be. It's going to be someone that the never Trumpers are going to like. How it's, old is Trump going to be in 2024? 82? He's going to be old. Pretty old. Yeah. You need, need a younger guy to kind of balance that out or a younger woman to balance that out for him. I would yeah. like Judge Judy to be nominated as AG <laughs> because I want her to go after Awful Fauci solitaire. and just. Yeah, because you. You, you can imagine Judge Judith Scheindland just going after Fauci, and I'd love to see it. <laughs> I did waffle. I, also, it's like one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to actually touch on Abby's point earlier, though. She said, "Do you think that Trump would, uh, if someone else got the nomination, if he would concede and like help and support that person?" And I and I, I think it's a fair question, but I also wonder how much of that is bluff and and bluster from Trump, where he's like, "Hey, you better nominate me and pick me, otherwise I'm going to make it a living hell." I'm not. I'm not even sure that he would. I don't think that. I don't think that he would do that. But I think he wants people to believe that because they're like, "Well, now I really have to vote for him because if I don't, we're going to split the party." So I wonder how much of that is just tactics. Dude, it was super, super cold in uh, November 2020, and I went to go see him at the uh, airport here in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. I remember and that I, one. And I can tell you, he said then, if I lose this election, if Joe Biden becomes president, you'll never see or hear from me again. I've seen him do how many rallies since then? <laughs> I think the point is, it's not that he's gonna stick to that it's that that's how he's feeling in the moment in the moment ron de sanctimonious did you see that commercial he'll still work with the guy it's not that he doesn't like him it's it's the same thing with a hey, doug youngkin uh, i would or glenn youngkin i would wonder if trump knows something about glenn that maybe he's gonna keep a little bit in the inside pocket and just call him youngkin and then leave it at that and everyone will go oh and glenn will stop doing whatever he's doing because this you know People being scared of their dirty laundry being outed goes both ways. And that's how Trump right. controlled the, the Senate when he had some control of it. Yeah, and that's also like Trump's superpowers. His dirty laundry just doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I hope he you says guys it aloud. Yeah. I hope you guys are all right. Like I'm I'm listening to all of you. I oh, me have, too. I have been under the belief, like genuine belief that that Trump is going to run if he wants to, regardless of what anybody else wants, regardless of the primary. That's been my fear. But maybe that's a hypothetical that doesn't even. No, I, I share your fear, Abby. I'm just saying I'm I, I'm like on a on the flip side. I wonder how much of that is him just right. Being it's a good point. Yeah. yeah. But wait, what's the fear? Because, OK, if you if Trump doesn't run, who the hell is going to win in 2024? Uh, Fetterman. The, <laughs> the fear is exactly what happened. Uh, for, well, it's the Georgia thing is what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it's it's what Teddy Roosevelt did is oh, yeah, that yeah, on yeah. his okay. second term, he didn't get the nomination. So he ran independent. He split the party and, and lost. And so that's that's what I'm thinking. Did he go on to become the uh, Supreme Court justice, too? I can't remember. I think he did. Teddy is the most confusing political candidate in American history <laughs> because he's like incredibly left wing on certain things and then incredibly conservative on others. And you're just yeah. like, I don't know what he is. 
Like if yeah, you really just, study Teddy Roosevelt, you're like, who, who, like everyone could praise him for something and nobody agrees with them on anything. And you guys have seen weird. that uh, political square, the map of X and Y axis he's where damn he's thing. on each one. Yes, yeah. he absolutely is. And he's yeah. kind of a badass. I mean, he literally gets shot and he's like, let me finish my 90 minute speech and then I'll go to, like, how, you can't take this bull moose down. That's just a 32. That's a pussy caliber right there. You know he's, what? He's and- giving a speech. That's that's some real that's some man DNA that doesn't exist in this country anymore. Absolutely. This five dollar super chat on Rumble says Trump's dad died just shy of 94 years old, apparently sharp as attack up until his death. So Trump's got good genes. Now, here's my question with people that have long telomeres, you know, that they live longer. They are healthier. They get over illness faster. So you saw Trump Trump bounced back from covid after what, two days Yeah. yeah, in the hot. So. Here's my question. If he is sharp as a tack, if he wants to go and hit the treadmill and the elliptical and get thin at Mar-a-Lago, then come up in New Jersey and Bedminster and play some tennis, lose that fat butt we saw in 2017. If he's going to do all of that, why would he? Yeah, I, I don't know what the fear like when you're saying you're afraid he'll run. I'm afraid that he, for some reason, couldn't or wouldn't run because then you got to find a replacement and ain't nobody going to fill those shoes. No, she was saying she's afraid if he loses the primary that he will. Like, How would he lose the Republican it? Party. If he runs, he, he will. If either, he runs, he's saying. the de facto nominee. No one else serious will even try. The, hmm. and, and that's that's right. Like, I think no one serious should try. And they'll announce they're like, I don't want to run in the way of Trump, but I still right. would like to be looked at for VP because typically right. you want to run. You want to announce that you'd run for president. And then they say, OK, well, at least they're considered VP, you know, their VP material because they were willing to be president. And that is how it's looked at. Like Biden yeah. looked at the former uh, Democrats who bowed out and said, which one wants to be my VP? He didn't pick some other person. So I think maybe you'll see Rand Paul say he'll announce first of all the other people. And then Trump will say. Rand, you're silly. Sit down. And then, you know, it'll go on about his business. Yeah. No, I'm not afraid that he will run. Okay. I'm afraid of, of DeSantis and him splitting a vote. Right. That that I would not like. Yeah. yeah. All right. I do have one update. I want to go ahead and uh, brief Don't everybody be afraid on. for no reason. Uh, we have uh, a little update from Arizona right now. This okay. is coming via Charlie Kirk. Um, we got the message here, Frank. It looks like <clears throat> Taft was a Supreme Court justice ah. after being president. Okay. I knew it was well, one of them. He also was also a bath-sized person. He was a what? He was a giant bath-sized person. Wasn't Taft <laughs> also the one that ran and then uh, was that had two... Sorry, was president and then wasn't president and was president again? Wasn't that Taft? Yeah. I, think- I don't know, but I don't think he ever ran. No, he never ran. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> he, he, he looked like the uh, Miss America contestant from uh, the one that just won recently. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Charlie Kirk coming in here. He says, here's what's left before tonight's 80,000 Maricopia drop. Republican votes outstanding 68% or 173,000. Democrat votes outstanding 32% or 80,000. So, Can you explain what that means for the layman? uh, I would do my best. So what we have left here is 170. uh, What's her name's down by 30,000 votes, you said? So they just updated. It's okay. uh, 35,000 votes now. Okay. So if we're going based off of the numbers that are left here, based off what they're thinking, uh, Carrie would receive 173,000 votes and uh, Katie would receive 80,000 votes. Putting yeah, that's, Carrie what every, that's what everybody's saying is that the, the, the right. final votes that are coming in are essentially old uh, Republican votes that were dropped off through the mail or something like that. So right. 
it's generally, you know, older Republican votes Guys, that are coming in late is what they're saying. What if they're this saying. were if this were happening like the day after the election, I'd maybe believe it. No, I'm not. This I'm is not like five days this. later. I'm, I'm just yeah. giving you an update that came in. That's oh, no, I, I get it. But yeah. the, my comment on it is like, yeah. why is Charlie Kirk still biting this bait? Is he not smart enough to be like, hey, let's not make comments and try to like validate or give any kind of credibility to the theories behind the, the dumps? Because there shouldn't be dumps. Right. Let's call that. Right. There should not be. Du- we should not be predicting what could be in the next batch of votes. Like that sounds ridiculous. See, mm-hmm. but you're you're exactly right because this is the problem. Now Republicans are trying to normalize the idea of batch votes dumps. dropping late. It's like, oh well, I guess it's actually okay that we have these late massive dumps of three hundred thousand votes. We don't know how many votes we have left, and it's going to take us a month. But it's okay because look, it's breaking for Carrie Lake, so that it feels like they're carrying the water for the Democrats. Uh, the Democratic Party's ridiculous ideas. This is from uh, there we go. Truth, truth, uh, Real Truth Cactus here. Teddy Roosevelt, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen way too many conservatives, and it's not, it's not all conservatives, but a lot, defending mail-in voting because it's so convenient. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, do you not I, see? Like, I how would... is it that you can't make time once a year, yeah. tops, once every two years, to, to go walk in, is, is that level of convenience really worth it for you? And apparently for a lot of people, it is. I'll just say it. I, I would get rid of all voting that's not at the polling place outside of the military today. All of it. And I mean old people and old folks' homes, all of it. I don't care. If you can't show up, if you're too, so decrepit that you can't actually go to a polling place, you probably shouldn't be voting anyway. And to, and here's the other thing that nobody wants to talk about. How much of these senior citizen homes that we're supposed to believe are going to break for Kerry Lake are being ballot harvested by their uh, left wing? Y- yeah, that's my every point. single one. Who's, yep. who's the number one? Who's the number one uh, victim of scams? Who, who's who's sent the Nigerian prince the money? It's old yep. folks. Yeah. Oh, so, not me. Old folks. Yeah, that was the answer. No, I'm saying people <laughs> in old folks homes are being <laughs> ballot <laughs> harvested. And then we want to be like, oh, well, we want their votes because old people generally vote Republicans. So we're going to allow this this mail dump and these ballots and normalize it. I'd get rid of all of that outside well, of the military. Let, like, let the military vote by whatever by mail. Fix that system because apparently that's broken too and then every single other person has to be there in person the republicans in new jersey were caught doing the same exact thing they were harvesting ballots and i know there was maybe some like you know sarcasm or sarcastic joking about earlier saying like oh maybe we should just do what they do we should just be ballot harvesting too i don't think get making the situation worse and playing into the the evil game that they're already cheating helps mm-hmm. i think pointing out the um, the audacity of them to do this openly. I mean, this is brazen, not to sound like the, the judge, but <laughs> don't get brazen with me in Arizona. They they are. They're they're openly stealing um, numbers, we'll say, and I'll leave it at that. Well, Here's you made the point earlier too, Tom, that they call them ballots now, not people, not votes. It's ballots. Yeah. And they're going to count them. every ballot until we're, yeah, and that's what the Democrats have a weird way of messaging that. They say like, yeah. we're going to count every ballot until the job is done. Like, what's the job? Oh, we're going to have a mission accomplished. What's the mission? It sounds more cryptic than they're just saying, we're going to get to the, the real answer of the election. That's not what they're saying. Right. I, I think it was, yeah, I don't remember who made this point, but it should be a little bit hard to vote. Like you should have to inconvenience yourself, go stand in line for 20 minutes or whatever it is. Landowner. You should have to care that Male. Head of household. Like what? <laughs> Hang on a second. My wife runs the show around here. I still want to vote. 
I would be I would be down for one vote a household. Honestly, yeah, I agree with that. But yeah. oh, and if you're not married, you don't get a vote. That's no, no that's part of it too. Like well, I, I legitimately well, there was a crazy that. stat, wasn't that? Of how many unmarried women broke for the Democrat party? Sixty-eight percent. Okay, but here's the other question. Again, do you if you believe the stat, then are you giving them credibility when they just feed you a line from the election? Here, I can make up a number. Right. Fifty-seven percent of white conservative men voted for Republicans in this past election. It's believable. I don't know that it's true. I can make I mean, like they can just make up a number and feed it to you and they can make up a number of ballots and feed it to you. And we're just going to have to believe it because we can't audit it. What was that book, uh, Lying with Statistics? Yeah, the, yeah the book it's really built- easy to lie with a number. You can you can mm-hmm. give a number and then tell whatever story about that number that you want. And I think even if the number is true about unmarried women, I see a lot of people taking the wrong lesson from it. Like, why are unmarried women voting left? I think it's because the left is really, really good at talking to women and really, really good at taking all the best things about women, our empathy and all of that, and weaponizing it and taking advantage of it for their cause. And they're really bad at doing that with men. And conservatives are getting male votes, not because we're better at talking to men, but because we're just not attacking them. Right. That could be. But also, like that assumes that they're not like, it, it, again, if I put my tinfoil hat on, it's like if I'm the person at the um, the headquarters for the DNC looking through all the different voting registries going, OK, toggle by gender. Then we'll go about two thirds, a little over. What's the what's mm-hmm. the number? They do the algorithm and it's about 68. So then they will find a way to put that number into the vote so that when you get the results back, it looks as though uh, roughly 70 percent of women broke for them. And that's the story then. And that's the hey, we explain it this way and it's believable. But do we even know that that's true? And I don't know that that's true because a lot of the single women that I know are fed up with the, the prices just like everyone else. That's a good point. I, I also want to say to Abby's point, like I do think that there is a, a you know messaging is an important thing, but I also think it's cultural in a huge way. I think mm-hmm. the idea that you know sixty eight percent of unmarried women are voting this way, it's like how much of that is the culture? How many how many people are voting for something because you know the entire culture has made uh, the the hookup life and the single life for women this thing where they have to defend things like abortion? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not just that our candidates suck. People are voting for John Fetterman. People are voting for terrible things like Roe v. Wade for for abortion on demand. So it's not just that we suck. There's definitely something broken in our culture that's making Absolutely. people want these things. We had this. Um, this have you guys seen the photos of these rallies? You see, you see like an event for Fetterman and people looking around like, what the hell? And you can tell like they're, they're maybe part of an organization that got an invite versus yeah, the rallies yeah. of Trump. I don't believe when we're going to look at these results and then give them credibility and be like, oh, yeah, well, here we can ex- we can explain why this is. No, I can explain it. They're not real. I don't believe that there's actually millions and millions of Pennsylvanians who went ahead to the poll and voted for Fetterman. I can maybe believe half of his votes, but you see the other 52% of his votes came from mail-in and you know what that means. Yeah. I just, no, I, I don't, I, I don't have to, you. I don't I'm think just... we have to explain it because it's just not authentic. They're not real. The we answers. Had this, we had this uh, person over here on Twitter put out this, uh, this uh, picture out the other day. It said, proposed map. New York and Canada uh, and California are sick of supporting these red welfare states. So she cons- uh, came up with this. This would be the United States of Canada. You see this here. And yep. the rest would be Jesus land. I mean, your I love it. I just acceptable. have to move out of Michigan. <laughs> I mean, yeah, your terms are acceptable. I'll move. <laughs> That's fine. 
you're in Jesus land already, uh, Abby. So you're good there. Yeah. yeah. My wife said she grew up with a tortoise, but she had to get rid of it because they were going to get too big. And it's a lifelong animal. We we live in Michigan. She couldn't have one of those here. But if we move to Arizona, I told her today in the pet store, I was like, we can get a tortoise, but you have to then let me move everyone to Arizona with the chickens. And then we had a little conversation. Yeah. We're not going to move not, anytime soon. PJ's moving next door to me. I'm already getting some bland for him. It's not even a joke. Me and my wife have had this conversation <laughs> over the last few years. And then with the... Uh, you know, talking about being depressed over the election, like we went from Roe v. Wade being overturned and Michigan having a 1931 law that said, hey, once Roe v. Wade's gone, abortion's outlawed in the state. So Michigan became a pro-life state and I celebrated so hard. And then it was like, not only did we pass a law to allow abortion up to the point of birth, we made it a constitutional amendment in this state. That's so hard to come back from. Like you want to talk about yeah. devastating political losses. Everybody in Michigan, every Republican conservative in Michigan, Christian in Michigan today or this week has probably felt that because it's like, wow, we went from overjoyed that we actually got rid of abortion in this state to now we're worse than California because it's actually in our constitution up to the point of birth, taxpayer funded, uh, you know, without the parental consent, every worst part of that you could think of is now not just a law that we could overturn with a new election or with some new uh, House representatives and senators and a governor. It's constitutional amendment that's that's a hard that's 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 the point where you're like what point do i stick around well, the fight? what point do i leave for a state that's actually cares about my values to it's be fair question. though it's the the right was established by proposal by general vote right and can be stripped the same way there can be a proposal to remove the results from proposal three of 2022 like the, the same thing can be made again but you're right it doesn't look like it's going to again the question would be what else can they put on the ballot next time and then just say, hey, it looks like it passed by 51 and a half percent. And then we just have to go, oh, I guess I guess that's the result. Like, right. like, I think we're losing sight of it. We saw it in 2020. You're now seeing it again. Don't make excuses for it. Don't try to rationalize it. And Call it changed, what it is. And we've changed nothing from 2020 to 2022. I mean, that's exactly Bingo. what my fear was going in. I said it. I'm like. It, you know, I, everybody wants to be excited for a red, red wave. And I like on one hand, I look at the polling and one hand, I look at the, the the temperature of the country and I see that people really hate the economy and Joe Biden and all this stuff. The other hand, I'm like, nothing's changed since 2020. So why should we expect the, it to be any different? Waffle. No, buddy. The uh, the tortoises just wouldn't live in Michigan because it gets cold here. So like four or five months out of the year, the tortoise would be like in the house. It would just wouldn't work. Yeah. Uh, real quick, we got about 20 minutes before last call. So just a heads up, everybody, 20 minutes before last call. That's where we take all of your super chats and questions and we answer them uh, in the last 10 minutes of the show. So if you have any super chats or any questions. Within or Trump messages chats, that you want read. I didn't know what ones you wanted read aloud. He's tr he's truthed a lot in the last couple days. So we can do that. And then we also have some uh, entertainment news we want to go ahead and cover in the last, uh, last 20 minutes yeah. here. Uh, real quick, I got the story. Uh, from Bounty in the Comics uh, today, and it was Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she has no. become something else, I'm telling you. <laughs> she has. If you don't know Jer Jennifer <clears throat> Lawrence, she started the Hunger Games <clears throat> um, and also X-Men, I believe, the new X-Men. She started in yeah, The Fappening, didn't she? <laughs> Did she? <laughs> Never mind, Frank. <laughs> anyway, she said, uh, the Don't Look Up star, Jennifer Lawrence, implies her parents support Nazis because of their conservative oh political God. beliefs. It says here, Hollywood actress Jennifer They sound Lawrence, like nice people, honestly. <laughs> yeah, nice I, people. I want to meet her parents. Perhaps best known for her roles in the X-Men and the Hunger Games series, recently made the distasteful assertion that because of her parents are Donald Trump-supporting conservatives, they support the idea that Nazis <laughs> are the good guys. 
when she, when Jennifer Lawrence came into Hollywood, I remember there were some interviews with her where she talked about her conservative roots and she seemed to be kind of still there. She was like pro gun and pro a lot of these things. And you've just you've seen the transformation and that picture right there. I feel like shows everything. You can actually see when people have lost their soul and their and their their conscience, and their morality, and everything, and it just shows up in their their phys, uh, physiognomy. And it's like. You can just look at Jennifer Lawrence and go, oh, yeah, she's, she's a leftist. She, PJ, she, doesn't it look like she goes to University of Michigan? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Drive around Ann Arbor and find 15 Jennifer Lawrence's right now. I what used to she- like her so much because she's just, a lot of her interviews were just so funny and down right. to earth. And now it's just sad to watch. Because she was dumb. My- so it was fun to watch. And now you see it's dumb, but they put politics in it. And look, I, I think it's weird that she supports Ukraine and probably gave a bunch of money. But also is mad at the Nazis that she just paid a bunch of money in Ukraine because like, if her parents support Trump, then they probably don't like the Azov battalion. So I don't know. Someone needs to just prep her next time and tell her, like, no, no, sweetheart, you're with the Nazis this time. And she'll, oh, OK. And then she'll go out and say, like, my parents don't support the Nazis like we do. Oh, how is Get the a new left haircut. Still making this? How is the left still making this argument? They're still calling people Nazis. And yet they literally, like you said, they support Nazis in Ukraine and, and no one wants to call them on it. Like the mainstream media definitely won't because they're all in on it too, but it's like they just don't crazy. care. I think yeah, we should stop care. calling people Nazi as an insult, frankly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because yeah, no. honestly, like, uh, yeah, well, whatever. Have you heard that joke? World War Three is starting and you'll never guess which side the Nazis are on this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know what? I, you know, I would be more insulted today if a random like passerby like scoffed at me and said Jew than if someone like looked at me and called me a Nazi. Just saying. like It would be more insult. It would hurt me worse, I think. It's just become normalized. Everyone gets calling a Nazi now. It doesn't, doesn't hurt. No sting. Tell no sting. Your nose it's like is being fine. called a racist now. Don't even worry about it. What? <laughs> I said your nose is fine. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yeah, we also um, had this other news coming out of here. Iconic Batman voice actor Kevin Conroy passes away at age 66 following a brief battle of cancer. If you don't know who he was... He was the voice of the Batman animated series, which I remember growing up on. Yeah, I watched That's those too. Bad. Too. Yeah, too bad it wasn't Mark Hamill. <laughs> so no, I'm just he, he do we have, do we have like a tribute <laughs> video? I mean, like we, we we talk about a voice actor who died. Do we have a clip of his voice, or are we just going to look at him? We're just going to look at him. I don't have his voice. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> hey, this iconic voice that you wouldn't know by face. Here's his face. But you would know him though if you were a follower of the uh, Batman series. You would know who he was. Yeah, I know. Yeah, if you cared. <laughs> yeah, Tom, just wait, wait, wait to crap on my childhood, would you? <laughs> no, I, I loved the Batman, and I loved the spinoff one where he was the uh, like Bruce became the guy at the at the t- at the desk at the computer. At the oh yes. Yeah, so here uh, this he other, became the Oracle. <laughs> uh, Zelensky got an Oscar uh, this week. If you guys and you'll never that. believe where it was put. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Penn lends uh, Zelensky his Oscar uh, statuette during a uh, cringeworthy exchange. You know, it's funny that they, they, these people crap on their own awards where they're like, hey, you know, Oscars used to actually be a point of pride for someone. And then we give one to Andrew Cuomo or an Emmy or whatever the hell they gave him. And now we're giving one to Zelensky. I mean, it just proves their point, though, that he's an actor, doesn't it? Tom, didn't you make a video of this this week about this uh, whole thing? Yeah, I want to show you um, here if I can find this. This is what I was trying to show you. I don't know if that's showing up. Yeah, it is. It's on there. <laughs> So what what do you see there? What do you Vaseline. see happening here? Zelensky bent over is what he's I see. He's squatting. Yep, he's I squatting. Vaseline. He's yeah, Vaseline <laughs> in the pocket. You got it. You can see an unhappy look on Zelensky. Now he's being paid. 
Zelensky's going to get paid for this, but I can tell you, one of them is more happy than the other. We'll put I've it that seen way. Zelensky's music videos. I think he's more excited for this than you. Yeah, think. I was going to say. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. Zelensky. No, no, yeah. guys. He's been paid to look unhappy for this. He, oh, okay, Sean Penn, gotcha, wants gotcha, to be okay. the aggressor. He needs to. He needs to make sure that Zelensky's unhappy. <laughs> I got two more stories here from Hollywood. Uh, this one here, uh, Rain Wilson. Do you guys know who Rain Wilson is? Yeah, <laughs> Dwight from The Office. <laughs> look at that. Sean Penn is still alive. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know if you guys knew, but climate change has been solved just by this simple action by Rain Wilson to change Rain. his name to Acid Rainfall Kills Trees Heat Wave Rising Sea Levels Wilson in protest of climate change. Climate change has been reversed. Six. Is he getting his? Is he getting his messaging from 1994? When's the last right? time you heard anyone talk about acid rain? Like that was a, that was something like quicksand. Where as a kid, I thought it was going to be an actual problem in life as an adult. It, yeah, it never, it's I've yet not to come a thing. across quicksand. I have two, actually. One time I saw someone fall in quicksand, and that's way more real than acid rain. So it's like, where's he, where's he getting Good his messaging know. from? They scared us with acid rain in the 70s. I just remember as a kid being told about acid rain. I was like, that sounds really bad. And I'm like, oh, that's not a thing, apparently. It's, yeah, yeah scared I was scared by it. Yeah, scared of acid rain and quicksand was my biggest uh, thing yeah. that I thought uh, was going to be facing me as an adult growing up. Yeah, and I prepared I, I just, for both. And I, 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 I've been let down. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough quicksand or acid rain. Yeah. Honestly, you know what's funny? Sorry, go ahead, Abby. He just needed something to work with his, his name. Yeah. He just had to keep rain in there somehow. That's, that's all this is. It's selfish. He had to keep his name, even though it conflicts with the messaging they're trying to put out today. You, you know, the, the, go ahead. The climate summit in Egypt, where it was like. That's uh Yeah. Are you, are you bringing that up next? Let me see. I've got it somewhere. Keep Talk about it, though. All right. So I don't know. What was it? 40 different private jets? 400. 400 wow. I was jets off by a lot. To, yeah. Was ambitious. <laughs> Protect the climate. I mean, it because the rules only apply to them. Like, we have brought this point up so many times. Like, they've heard it. They don't care. These are the people who also argue like we just need to kill off a few more people to save yeah. our state or to save our nation, whatever it is. We'll just kill off a few more. We'll just sacrifice a few more. We'll just starve a few more people and then everyone will be saved. Like that's what they do. Like, we'll just, we're going to have a few more planes that will, I mean, yeah, we'll do whatever we want, but eventually we'll save all the people. Like this is just, they're arrogant. This is what they do. They don't even see it as a, like a hypocritical thing because they think of you and I as so much lower than them. They're like, oh, well, yeah, of course I'm going to do this. The rules don't apply to here, but they don't even consider it. Well, so they're never, they're never punished for being wrong. I mean, it, the whole, the whole idea, like Stacey Abrams can still go out there and say, well, the world, or well, I guess her point was on the economy, but people still go out there and say like, well, we need to fix the climate by having less babies. And it's this population bomb. When did that book come out? The 1970s. And it was proven wrong. I think we've more than doubled the amount of people in the world since then. And we're overall, there's less people in poverty. More people are less people are going hungry. Everything they told us was going to happen. Didn't happen. And they just changed. It, it they just moved matter. the goalposts. Yeah. We just and, and uh, to that point, Stacey Abrams heard that the moon was made of <laughs> cheese and she tried to eat it. That's why she wanted to become president of Earth. That's why she wanted to go to space. Yeah, because she heard it was made of cheese. And then they they lied. They were like, that's a joke. It's not made of cheese. And then she was also told it was spare ribs. And then she tried to eat it then. So this last uh, Hollywood story coming out is, of course, it's opening weekend for the greatest film of all time, Black Panther 2. 
Uh, but if you are Caucasian, say the whole title. I have no idea what the whole title is. What uh, Wakanda Forever? There you go. Show some respect. (laughs) (laughs) And if you really care about black people, you're going to go out and you're going to buy a ticket and you're going to give one to a black person. (laughs) Or at least you're not. Do do what um, the other people did was go to Travelocity and uh, Bookings.com and other sites and try to get a vacation to Wakanda. Like after the first movie that came out, you guys remember that? Like people were complaining, Absolutely. like I can't find a trip to Wakanda ever. They they thought it was a real place. I won't tell you who, but someone well, thought it was a real place. People, speaking of black people here, it says BLM <laughs> activists: white people must skip Wakanda forever on Deal. opening weekend. Otherwise, you are anti-black deal i mean i kind of want to go now just to be anti-black but i deal you know like i don't want to go see wakanda forever (laughs) it's like it's that meme of which button do you hit but it's like deny black panther my money or show up to black panther and be (laughs) (laughs) anti-white okay the only answer is to go in blackface (laughs) so howard stern and jimmy damn it abby funniest line of the night modern day problems require modern day solutions Justin Trudeau just bought a theater out <laughs> and a whole store of shoe polish. So we did not send PJ to go watch this movie for you guys to review it. Um, I wasn't allowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we white. couldn't. We weren't allowed to. Yeah. So we maybe maybe eventually we'll get you guys a review of Wakanda forever. I mean, well, if Abby's going to put her money where her mouth is, she's going to come in next week in blackface and give you guys a review of Wakanda forever. <laughs> Okay, I told my wife we went out for dinner last night and we were going to go see like dinner and then a movie and the theater's right next door and it was Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever and then the next one showing was Black Adam and it was seriously a three minute conversation where I was like, no, 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 that one's a different, no, Black Panther 2 is not the same and she was like, I don't understand, it's a superhero, it's a black, it's a what, it's a what and I'm like, no, 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 it's a different thing, I showed her the trailer. Then she goes, yeah, Black Panther 2. So don't try to explain the difference to anyone who is white. Won't work. (laughs) I did hear that Black Adam got better reviews audience-wise than Wakanda Forever. Well, it's DC versus Marvel, so that, that tide is turning now. It does seem to be, but what's sad is like it's not because DC's gotten better. They're just as bad as they've always been. It's just that Marvel's gotten that bad. Gotten that bad. It's sucking yep. again. Yeah, no, really. Like they're DC- going back to 2003 Hulk <laughs> with Eric oh, Bana. Eric Bana. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that was that was pretty bad. Yeah, and Aerosmith's daughter or whatever her name is, oh, Liv, Liv Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, Liv Tyler. Yeah. God. She, wait, wait, no, wait, wait. Armageddon. Was she in the one with? Yeah, she was in that one, wasn't she? Was she in the one with... Um, no, I'm talking about there's two Hulk movies before Stiller. they got Mark Ruffalo. They had they had uh, Eric Bana, and then they had... Eric Norton. Eric Edward Norton. Norton. Edward was Norton. she in the one with Edward Norton with Eric Bana? I can't remember. I Let's call it both and move casting. on. Yeah, okay, sorry. Edward Norton. <laughs> I, know, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> Libby, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> Pull it I only, up. <laughs> I only remember uh, Edward Norton from uh, History X or whatever. American right. History X. Yeah, yeah you would I don't like that mind movie. Him Speaking of black actor, people. I don't mind him as an actor, but I Frank just is the really meme. didn't get him as the Hulk. Becoming. No, you didn't like no, him he was as the Hulk. Hulk. I thought he was better than Eric Bana. Oh, terrible. Well, anybody was better than Eric Bana. Well, that yeah. movie was atrocious. Is he like, better than Mark was... Ruffalo? No, hey, I, I well, was wrong. I, I was like wrong. It's not, it's not the, uh, the lady Liv Tyler. It's Jennifer Connelly. Oh, oh, I can't get gun? the two of them straight. They're the same person to me. No, Ruffle is a really not. annoying person, <laughs> but I loved him as the Hulk. 
Yeah, Mark Ruffalo, like to give him his credit, like I can't stand him as a human being, but he is the best uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah, Wait, I agree. what? I, Mark no, Ruffalo? Serious. Mark Ruffalo is the best one for Bruce Banner, I, even though he's a terrible human being. Guys, Lou Ferrigno, and then that's it. Well, we call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> I said Bruce Banner, though. Lou Ferrigno never played Bruce Banner. Fight Club was awesome, by the way. What? Fight well, okay, Club, oh, Fight Club was mind. great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I wasn't, that wasn't about that. That was about Lou Ferrigno. Sorry. L- Lou oh. Ferrigno only played the Hulk. He did not play Bruce Banner. Well, he played he the security the guard in, uh, what movie was that? The, was, the 2003 one. Yeah. He played the security guard. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So he got to play in the Hulk movie, but not as Hulk. So yeah. no one has played a good Bruce Banner yet, is what <laughs> we're finding out. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lou Ferrigno was not Bruce Banner. What's the That's name? That's what I was saying. He was just, he was just Hulk. Who right, is he it? He was just a Hulk. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, I wanted Frank to tell me. Oh, okay. I know because I mispronounced it. That's why you wanted people. To say. I was trying to save you, Frank. I knew what he was getting. That's at. why I, I was like it. Lou Flamingo. <laughs> Who? I was running cover for Frank, and Tom wouldn't let it go. <laughs> you know, he was on, know. he was on the cover of Rolling Stone. Tom, come on, man. I was I was white knighting for my favorite big juice Latina booty over here, simping for the producer, <laughs> simping for the bass producer. <laughs> Did we just uh, reveal who the base producer is? We did not. I think he, I, well, I, I think if you've been on Twitter lately, it's been revealed, hasn't it? Certainly not me. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Tom, Tom that's the only way Tom's on Twitter. Tom's not bitter at all. <laughs> I'm smiling. I have a feeling we I didn't like Tom Twitter anyway. The last American Pubcast Twitter would get shut down too, so. Yeah. <laughs> if it gets anywhere near his phone, it just gets nuked. Or his computer, apparently. So yeah, uh, Lou Ferrigno could not uh, could barely speak. Near could I? I could barely speak too. So <laughs> I, I could play the Hulk. <laughs> that's what wow. you should have done for Halloween. You should have painted. Your, you should have done green face for Halloween. Green face. I I think that's still acceptable. Woman face is still acceptable, so green face is probably yeah. okay. That'd be fun yeah. if we if we decided we can do a face paint cha- uh, like night. One night we do a big face paint night. And then uh, we all just agree to do it, but then everyone doesn't except for PJ. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, just conveniently that I got the color black for my face. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We're all drawn straws. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he so said we, call the, we call it the MCU now. Is that uh, oh, what gosh. everyone does? Oh, is gonna, are they going to have Miss Greater Dairy involved? Oh, what's the he already, Wong is already in the movies. Yeah, Wong is. Yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 we, we, we've established that. Yeah, <laughs> it's all the, part the of Miss the Greater MCU. Dairy is a part of the MCU now, dude. How how easy would trans surgeries be in the MCU when they could just have Doctor Strange do one of these things on their genitals and <laughs> slop them right off? <laughs> Modern solutions. Yeah, that would be a heck of a movie. I tell what you a what. sorcerer's move, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go back to his uh, original job being a surgeon. That's right. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. It would be kind of beautiful. <laughs> Brave and bold and beautiful is what I believe you mean. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You can see it. He's got his cape and he's like, I'm going to use this stone to eat the teat. <laughs> <laughs> Take note, Marvel. Yeah, there we go. But you don't get oh, ideas. Yeah. They might. Yeah, make it sound probably, you just, I bet you weird. someone at Disney is having to tell someone else at Disney, no, we can't do that. And they've probably pushed something like that. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, how like with, with what gets into the movies, how ridiculous are the board meetings or the pitch oh meetings? My gosh. 
Like I would, I would want to be a fly on a wall in one of those pitch meetings because it would make great. And content. you know, there's some pervert in everyone who like wants to add sex to it and make it overt. So they're like, "What if Wally the robot like?" And, and then he has sex, and they're like, "Yo, stop, Brad! Like, we're not gonna do that." And it's like every single time, so that he had to just find Brad. a way to put it in the movie. So like now we're finding cryptic little like you know things written into Pixar movies because Brad just has to do something. Yeah. Well, that guy oh, got put God. on the She-Hulk project because it was basically just a whole show about her having one night stands. So oh my. <laughs> Brad got in charge of hiring decisions at Disney for a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> my cheeks hurt now because I've been filing. I know. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? We're, uh, we've got one minute in, so we can go ahead and head in the last call, baby. Last call. last call. What we got? All right. Uh, Alien Testosterone came in with the $5 earlier. says, I'm taking bets on an all Donald Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene 2024. What do you guys think? Bets can, and all on Trump Green. so chaotic. <laughs> it's, it, like, it's funny to think of, but if we're yeah. talking about trying to get the anti-Trump or the never Trump vote, that's not that's not the ticket for not that. It. <laughs> Could you imagine uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Kamala Harris debating each other in a debate? Oh my God. I would pay money for this. That would be fantastic. I'm all in yeah. on this ticket now. Did you say wrestling yeah. contest? <laughs> Not mud wrestling. Putting pop. wrestling. Yeah, mud, rest, mud, mud wrestling. <laughs> Jelly? Contest. No, um, that's sexist. You guys shouldn't have said all those things. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I would love to see uh, Trump run with a lady, but I don't think Marjorie's the one. No, and I don't, I don't think either. Carrie's the one either. Lord but he needs Bobert. to find someone like Carrie. Lauren Bobert. She can go out there with her. Uh, no, Lauren Bobert. Lauren tries to be like as you know, like uh, shoddy as Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like she tries to take big shots, but Lauren's not as well spoken or or as I don't know. She doesn't come off as intelligent as she wants to. She well, comes off kind of dumb sometimes. Well, didn't yeah. she win uh, Jesse Kelly's hottest uh, congresswoman uh, contest? But it, but again, DC is uh, is politics for ugly people. So when you have, or sorry, acting for ugly people. So when you have someone like Lauren Boebert, it's like it's also politics for ugly people, though. Yeah, you, you were still right. It is. It's both. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Alien. Hollywood is politics for, for pretty people. It's whatever. Well, what that's would you guys also say? a good way to I'm, put it. Yeah. I'm not pitching this, but what would you guys think of a Tulsi Gabbard VP for Trump? Stop. <laughs> I'll stop. Please don't. <laughs> this is supposed to be a serious show. This is a serious show. <laughs> I like salt says we lost nothing. Destroying the swamp takes a little time. Uh, they're all well embedded. And I think we talked that to a yeah. good point uh, earlier tonight. Yep. So, yep. Absolutely. Uh, can, did we ever point out that Frankie didn't join us? She, oh, sorry. She just texted me and she's <laughs> like, I was just going to ask yeah, like, Hey, our guest is uh, <laughs> sorry to our guests. We're going to have to bump you to the next show. What's yeah, she's doing think, the thumbnail and everything. Oops. I know uh, she she texted me halfway through the show and she's like, Yeah, I'm really sick and have been in bed all day. So I think she just Abby, you get you got her sick on yeah, the last show. Yeah, I, so I apologize. Yeah, we were looking forward to having Frankie Rodriguez. I'll have to reschedule her. Sometime. Abby, I can't believe you did not wear a mask during the last show. You got it. it all is, of us are exposed to COVID now. It is yeah. my fault, and I am so sorry. <laughs> I will do better. You need to go f- take more flying lessons, I tell you what. <laughs> Maybe I'm too maybe I'm too mean on Christy Nome, but when you said Tulsi Gabbard, I'm like, is it that much different from everybody wanting to push Christy Nome into the VP or in, in, or in, Nikki uh, Haley. on a ticket? Well, yeah, why not just ask for any other rube lady from the Rhino side of the party? That's my whole point. Is like I don't know why Christy Nome gets so much respect when she caved on the whole trans issue, like the number yeah. one issue of our time, in like two seconds to the NC uh, NCAA. 
Yeah. I was Thank like, why is, why is she looked at as a fighter for our side? Thank you to Waffle Salter for the two super chats he sent in here. You guys, Thank he, you, was Waffle Salter. he was earlier. And what about Elise Stefanik? Make a double for Koof Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I see that, I think it's something really like nasty. And then I remember what it yeah, stands you got for. Koof. <laughs> like, how dare you? It took <laughs> me a minute because I'm like, Koof, what the hell is Koof? Oh, yeah. About <laughs> uh, who? Who'd you say? Who'd Working I say? On it. Working oh. on it. Oh, um, yes. Elise Stefanik. Why am I blanking on who that is? That's a congresswoman, congresswoman from New York. Oh, uh, she's yeah, yeah, yeah. she's the first to come out and formally endorse Trump for president in 2024. What? I would be curious to know if there's anything behind that or why. And again, we we're just saying he needs to find a well-spoken and you know accomplished woman in government. There's one who hasn't caved on a lot yet. I was yeah. kind of iffy on her for a while. I actually made a couple of videos that were not very flattering for. Um, well, you better um, go delete those. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you probably did get deleted already during that one batch. I had to delete, I had to delete like a thousand videos, and that might have been in that dump that I got rid of. Uh, but you know, it, she just seems a little rhino-ish. Um, and maybe that's what we're he, talking about. He they, he needs to pick a uh, yeah. a rhino lady who can camouflage in and get the lady vote. And maybe well, it's because Nikki- she's from New York, though, too. So but, maybe but no one likes she, Nikki Haley. Yeah, I don't like Nikki. I think Haley. the normies I'm, like her. I, whenever I talk the to normies, like I like Nikki Haley. Normies do like her, so it's like it's not bad tactically, but I just don't want to see well, it. Well, the boomers also like Tulsi Gabbard too. Yeah, I just don't want to normalize that it, it, for I'm our party. Saying, I just I'm don't. Just as a cultural aspect of it, I, I just don't want to do that. I will say, I think she's working her ass off for it. Like, I think what we're watching her do right now is make yeah. her move for VP. Good. I hope it falls flat. I, Amber, really do. uh, I don't want to see her. Amber succeed. Michaels, I am working on that. The base producer and I are working closely together to try to make that happen. So Very, yes. very closely. Very closely. <laughs> very closely. <laughs> Frank, I wonder if uh, the base producer should let Mrs. Salty know that one of their mods is on, or a couple, I guess, right? This this stream. Yeah. You and I. Yep. Yep. We'll definitely let them know. We'll send that message over. I'll let uh, that should have some know. weight to it, right? It I think should. so. There you go. Um, Abby, what Eric- are you laughing about? What is behind me? I, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> laughing about weight and I'm thinking about Latina booties. It's, it's just how <laughs> my brain works. Uh, okay. <laughs> what about Kaylee McEnany? I often think of Latina party. booties as well, but you know, mostly just the one. Kaylee McEnany. My wife. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kaylee McEnany. What do you guys think? Man, she's a spitfire. Yeah, I could see it. I can see I, it. Everybody down. likes her. I think. I think. I think the Never Trumpers like her too. So the chat keeps saying Candace Owens. I. I don't like it, but I hear um, you. Did she read? Did Did she have her uh, her her Daily Wire piece just taken down the other day? She just posted a big thing about how her opinion of Trump is now changing after the midterms. She's done a full, you know, rhino pivot, a heel turn. She's well, done a lot of pivoting lately, so she's I, done not, a lot, a lot of pivoting. <laughs> she jumped started. on with Kanye, and then she didn't get enough of a wave from that, and now she's jumping against Trump, trying to get a wave on that. Well, yeah. she was really pissed when Trump said made a comment about her that was a little bit disparaging, and I think that's when she started to flip. What was that comment that she made? Do you, I don't remember it, the was quote. It like recently, or was it? Uh, it, it um, was. It was a good four months ago, I would say. It couldn't have okay. been as bad as what Dave Chappelle said about her. No, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> For those at home, he joked on a Netflix special to an arena that she had a smelly vagina. And then he said it like three times. 
and then re- and then went back to it again later in the night and said Candace Owens is smelly vagina. So it became a thing that like in the black community they all started dogging on Candace Owens for having a unkept ladyhood. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, Dave Chappelle, apparently the writers of Netflix, not Netflix, uh, Saturday Night Live. The writers of Netflix? (laughs) (laughs) The the writers at Saturday Night Live are protesting his appearance coming up. Yeah. Oh, good. Why not just cancel the entire show and like just all go home because SNL is done. They can't bring on an actual funny person. No, they can't. It's too obvious. It would would make the rest of them look like hacks, which they are. Yeah. Well, they'd have to actually be funny, and that would have to actually poke fun at the truth, and they can't do that because they're a part of the narrative holding up the lie right now. Yeah. SNL is the least funny thing on television. So it's like, did you guys see that recent uh, bit they did where it's like two years too late kind of bit about COVID? Yeah. Where they're like, uh, hey, if uh, if you really want to take a few weeks off of work because you're sick of working, why don't you try getting COVID? Doctors recommend getting COVID. It was like this whole joke. And it's like, that would have been funny two years ago, but now you're doing that it's safe. Now the Atlantic article comes out and it's like, hey, can we have amnesty? Now you're doing the, your whole pitch of like, oh, see, we can be funny about COVID too. And it's just, it's so stupid. Oh, SNL should be done. I don't know how any, how is it still on air? We want to make sure we give a good shout out there to um, Ocean Breeze Ocean Breeze Salty, thank I, you. I completely missed that. I'm so sorry. Uh, says you should all show up in Hulk Green. Cheers. Yeah, how about we all do that and not tell Tom, not tell uh, PJ that we're not going to do yeah. it. And <laughs> all of us, up. but really just PJ. Yeah, <laughs> just really PJ. <laughs> this is true. Dave hasn't been that funny in years, but he's still a million times funnier than everyone at Saturday Night Live. Yeah, actually, that's something I wish more people would say because everybody's talking about like everybody wants to make Dave look uh, culturally. Dave Spell did some things that I think were kind of important. But it's not he's not as funny. I don't know what happened there. We got some uh we got some censorship of lies happening. What? <laughs> Silence BJ. I didn't think it was I didn't think his newest special was as funny as everybody wanted it to be. That's my point. Like it was it had some good moments, but I don't think it was as you know, it was it was a lot more of a serious tone than his his previous stuff. Some of it was a little bit vicious too. Like if which one? Which special were we talking about? The one that left freaked out about. I don't even remember what it's uh, called. With the, the trans stuff? one. Yeah. Yeah. Like oh, okay. he had some The closer. Stuff. The closer. That's what it's called. That's what. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not dissing on Dave Chappelle. He's one of the greatest comedians, you know, of all time. But like his his recent stuff has been, you know, it's been a lot more of a serious tone. It just hasn't been as yeah. funny. Yeah. Yeah. Game Trust is right. He still he still hates Whitey. Yeah. There, there, there was like an equal true. number of moments where I was like, that was that was a great line and ooh, cringe. Hmm. I don't know. Was I, am I wrong, Tom? Was was the closer funnier than I remember it being? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm not the opinion that you want, probably, because I, I love comedy and all things stand up. And I thought Dave no, Chappelle's I I just... last. I mean, has he had better specials than the closer? Maybe. Probably like the the uh, the what was that? The two birds and the whatever else, something like that. He had a special named something about the bird and the whatever. And he had a big, long monologue about um, a pimp. And that, yeah. that special I thought was actually like one of his better ones because yeah. it was really like, oh, that's a good like Dave Chappelle vignette. If you wanted like a, a big ladle full of Dave Chappelle, that would be a good one. But this right. closer, I didn't I didn't think it was bad. It's way what? funnier than like 99 percent of the shit that is on Netflix no. that they label comedy or stand up comedy. Because mm-hmm. if, you, if you search on Netflix or Hulu for comedy, it's a lot of. Like, here's the shilling net narrative, but with a laugh track. And then there's like three or four good people. Even Bill Burr's latest special, the the paper tiger or whatever it was, uh, it was yeah. not funny. No. Not funny. 
Yeah, but it's like, a lot of I, best, I, I guess so I'm saying so if you're know. not if you're not comparing it to everything else today, I'm just saying it was not his best work. That's that's my only point was it's just, I, it wasn't as funny. Well, he's I been wrong like, too. He talked about George Floyd and like he made a big stink about that. Yeah, I can overlook that because I'm like, oh, okay, Dave Chappelle bought some, bit some of that narrative, but then the rest of his jokes are really. He, he made jokes about abortion. He made jokes about all yeah. kinds of things that I thought were funny, and he's allowed and and he's a smart person. Whether or not you have to agree with him on everything. I, uh, I wasn't saying whether I, I agreed with him. I just, you know, yes, PJ, you son of a bitch. Up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I go to, ahead, Frank. I used to love watching Dave, uh, or not Dave, uh, Daniel Tosh. I liked his comedy a lot. Yeah, he was really funny. He was. He, has he, he done anything funny. in a while? No, I don't think he has. Doesn't need to. Tosh point oh, I think runs like not once a yeah. night. Yeah, Tosh point oh. I yeah. remember watching He's getting that re- the residual checks from that. That's it. Oh, I got to do anything else. <laughs> no, I don't think he'll ever have to work again in his life. <laughs> All right. Well, we are at that time. Uh, time to kind of PJ was up. so offensive tonight, you guys. I'm really sorry. Listen, if you guys have complaints, send them to America Floats at ProtonMail.com. <laughs> we'll pull them aside. I know PJ said a lot of things that were just blatantly false. So we'll have a uh, corrections video that goes up later this week. It will just be a scroll of all the different things that PJ got wrong. And one of those was an opinion on a video. Others was music. So. Sorry that you had to hear all that. But I was right about Asians all looking the same. I will stand by that. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PJ, why don't you go ahead and close this up for the night, man? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you guys so much for coming out to the Last American Pubcast. We will be back next Saturday, as always, from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget to share this uh, link with a friend. Let people know to come here and uh, hang out with us. And... Thank you, guys. Thank you, Frank, Tom, and Abby for for being here and for everybody in chat. We appreciate you guys. Have a great week and God bless. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Oh, am I closing this out still? I, oh, I thought you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. Don't worry Base about it. Producer. Come on, Frank. <laughs> every week. Every week. Thanks for putting up with us, everybody. 